What is up, guys? Talking with Tonka, episode 26, on location at the q 2 Studios with co-host Kurt. Welcome back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you didn't get kicked off. This is phenomenal. No negative comments on what, episode 25. What'll happen is it's like Jeopardy. You have to continue to come back uh, if you until get good get comments like that until, they, say, they, until they don't like you. Know. <laughs> and then we have a special co- uh, special guest in the house that got graciously gave us the studio, Nougat. Yeah. What's up, Nougat? What's up, man? This uh, this episode is going to sound way better than all your other ones. It's going to sound legit. <laughs> no. like, I, I feel like I'm sitting in front of NASA, so... Um, I'll be putting pictures up so you guys can see because I don't do video because I'm lazy. And you guys will see. It looks like I'm like about to direct a space launch. This is incredible. Nugget, thank you. And his real name is Nugget, not Nougat. I call him Nougat just because I'm a dick. But yeah. what is your real name? Sam. I knew that, but yeah. I, uh, this case, For other people, Kurt didn't know. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what, so can you can you give your full government name? Ooh, that's, oh my God. Uh, yeah, that's Sam DeBabney. So Ooh. it's it's a it's that Jordanian. Cool. It's, a, it's a what? Jordanian. So Jordan. Yeah. Like South Africa. No. It's Middle East. <laughs> I yeah. thought Jordan was in South <laughs> Africa. Not, I love this. Start. I love this podcast. No <laughs> yeah, wonder everybody yeah. listens to it. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a yeah, geography class. Yeah. Wait, I thought Jordan was in South Africa. No, that's. I think you're thinking of Georgia, which is also not South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. Wow. I, I. I. Can we put a map on one of these oh. eight TVs? Because that is incredible. I thought it was. That's because that guy, that I sound like an idiot. I think we've been here for twenty minutes off camera. And I've been laughing at everything Nuggets. Yeah, says. If, he, Nugget, if radio Nugget, host doesn't work out, you should. If you guys, go for if you guys are from the Philadelphia area and you haven't listened to Nuggets show on Q102, make sure you just tune into the show just to get a glimpse of his personality, and then check him out at Nuggets Bingo. Right? Yeah, so, that's my big push thing right, right now. Right, he's killing it with the Nuggets Bingo. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that, but. What I want people to know is if you have like a niche thing that you want to try and you have the personality to do so, just do it. Nugget's doing it. Yeah, and I don't even really, I don't really know how to do it. You just go really. and give him a hard time. He gives you a hard time back. It's really fun. We yeah. came in last week and we were just giving you a hard time the whole time. Dude, it was my favorite thing ever that you guys came in. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, so we, that was you a knew I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. dude, mm-hmm. that was the coolest because thing ever. Why don't you film me and everybody yeah, so, in that didn't? get So to see on it. Wednesdays we all go. You, you, I think you've came I've once met or before, twice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so. Uh, Wednesday nights at McGillicuddy's here in Maniunk, we go get wings. It's like a wing spot, 75 cent wings. They're really good. They have like 18 different sauces. So we go every Wednesday, no matter what. Even during sips, we'll go there and then go out to one of, one of my buddies' post sips parties. And it's so weird. I keep feel like I have to look this way, but you guys are over here. Um, so I just happened to see it on Instagram because you were doing it at Canal Side, which is one of their new venues. It's like their outdoor property. Right. And then we moved it into McGillicuddy's just because kids are getting back from school. And it, they have a sound system I can plug right into. Yeah. It's just a lot easier. It's and it's wings. Too. Like they're, they already yeah. have their wings. Are, wings. Are yeah. And yeah. We're, I'm actually holding my fantasy football draft there next week. So you're going to have even more people. Whoa. Is it on a Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Let's time that out. Yeah. Let's we're, figure that I'm going to try to time it where. Wait, is that hours? What? Is that hours? Well, Sorry, it's not a podcast. No, 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 no. It's uh, my Philly Gaines League. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. Right, cool. Another one. That's the most expensive. That's, I was like, that's the most expensive fantasy football league I've ever expensive. been in. Yeah, it was usually 100, I, 100 bucks or 150 bucks or well, some shit. I had to eliminate some of them because I was doing like four. I had like every player in the NFL at some point. I'm like, <laughs> I had like, I need this guy to die on the 25 yard line and nowhere face yeah. that. So Are it was you, your wishing for like real weird stuff. So I, I made it just two now. So yeah, and, and higher stakes. Now I'm in. I have 200 hours invested. I feel like. Are you into fantasy sports at all, Nugget? No, I've never. I've you started to because I've started uh, doing 
I got one of the gambling apps, and so now oh, I've God. been doing these parlay things, and it's really getting me into it a lot more. Yeah, they're not addicting at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a wait until football it's funny, comes around. I always put a, like a, a ten teamer in on yeah. s- on Sundays. Never know. Just see I what happens to, yeah. because otherwise I just don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it I makes don't put it fun to in. watch, especially if you're not into sports, right? So I'll put a ten teamer in just for shits and gigs, and I've hit before. Yeah, but I'll only put like a dollar. Yeah, so right. it doesn't really hit for Mine much. Mine is like so whatever my balance is left over. So if I spend yeah, like, like 100 or 200 bucks, or yeah, yeah, I'd no be like, all right, wait, I got $3 left over. What can yeah. I, what crazy? But everybody makes fun of me because I do the same thing. Oh, no. how much you got on this? I was like, whatever is left in my account, like 85 cents. You'd be crazy <laughs> if you started betting that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you weren't like taking the over on something, yeah. but you were like, no, I got to go with this 15 leg. <laughs> so let's get to why we're here. Let's let's dive into Sam, AK Nougat, AK Nuggets background. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So where did you, where did you grow up? Uh, Detroit, Detroit, which is why I like Philly so much because Detroit, the people in Detroit are a lot like Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody here is kind of a dick, but here the <laughs> difference is in Detroit, people are just assholes. Here, yeah. people are are assholes, but they're funny. So it's a lot different. Like Detroit right people in. are just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a perfect analogy for Philly. This is this is something that could only happen in Philly. I just moved here. Okay. Two years, two years ago. That's not just. Wait, during COVID? No, this is the story. So I had just okay. moved here two years ago, and I was at the gym. Okay. And I was doing weights, and some guy put his water bottle where you rack the weights. And so I moved his water bottle. And he can't, comes up, and he's like, you, you're just moving my water bottle? I'm like, yeah, well, if you didn't play it, put it in the dumbest place in the entire gym, I wouldn't have had to move it. <laughs> and he goes, fuck you. And I go, Fuck you. And he goes, anyway, my name's Brian. <laughs> and we're still, we exchanged numbers and we're still friends. That oh, wow. can only happen in Philly. That There's is nowhere else that's That's happening. actually pretty impressive because I Didn't feel like know. you would have got punched with a weight. In Shout Philly. out to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's a good said. guy. Sounds like a guy I would like to get wings with. But you Invite can't have that anywhere bingo. else. That's not happening anywhere else. No. Probably not. No, no. So you grew up in Detroit. Yeah. Did you know Marshall Mathers? Uh, I knew his brother. Stop. For real? No, I'm not messing uh, with you. So I did, yeah, no, I knew him. So I think I brother Nathan. Story. Yeah. Nathan Mathers, uh, his half brother, we would do, I did club promotions for a radio station in Detroit. Yeah. So we would see him all the time. And <laughs> was he like a regular at like Five Guys? You'd be like, oh, Nathan. He's, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be at the hot dog. If it was Philly, <laughs> you would Sorry. see him at all of like Smooth's gigs. That's you, great. Yeah. He'd be like there. Uh, he's at whatever's the coolest spot. So. Uh, we're ta- I'm talking to him and he's, he would always like have girls around and stuff. I think he's married now, which is good for him. Yeah. Uh, but we would call him Partial Mathers in front of the girls and he hated oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Hated it. <laughs> but Did he what look a great like nickname. Uh, no, it doesn't look anything like Eminem. Really? No. But so, he would like meet girls and obviously they'd be like, oh, I want to meet Eminem. Maybe this will... It so was maybe you sleep with Eminem's me, career. then you could sleep with Marshall kind of exactly. deal. That's what Especially I would say if, if I were him. What does he do <laughs> regularly now? Uh, I don't know. I think he's like, Buster knows him pretty well, I think. Um, but they, I think they kept in touch longer than him and I did. But I think he does like sales or something. I don't know. That's, something not rapping. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So I feel like it, I was you grew up in Detroit. Uh, well, so what got you in? Were you into, because I know you're, you DJ too. So like was music part of your life growing up? Uh, kind of. So I had a really weird, and this will kind of explain my DJing a lot. Uh, if you've ever seen me play my first, my parents didn't know. We grew up in a really rough part of Detroit, like Detroit, Detroit. Like eight and, mile? Yeah, like I would hear gunshots and oh, stuff shit. every night. Yeah, okay. like we're, you know, we're in it. Yeah. Um, And so it was one of my birthdays and my mom was like, I'm going to get you a CD. 
and <laughs> just, just one CD. And she's like, I'm going to get you a CD. Yo, that's how much money we had, guys. Yeah, yeah so a CD is a big She was thing. like, yo, I'm going to get you a CD. You don't have any music. And, and I guess she went to Target or Walmart. She went to Walmart and she just went, hey, just give me the most popular. Because I didn't know any music. She's yeah. like, just give me the most popular. And it was the Backstreet Boys album where nice. it, they were all dressed in white on the front cover. Millennium? Uh, uh, no, maybe so. the one before. Like I don't Kurt know. It's the one where Brian has his music. hands, yeah, yeah. like on his belt buckle. They might have been a blue. It, well, they're probably all on the cover, so that makes sense. I was yeah. like, who's on the cover? <laughs> but he has his hands like around his belt buckle, like pointing to his dick on this cover. So yeah. I'll Google it. Go ahead. So yeah. she gets that's my first album, and then my second one because now I'm on this path. So she just keeps getting me the most popular album every year. So that's that, and then Spice Girls. <laughs> oh my <laughs> right? god. And so this is my childhood, and I thought that that's what everybody was listening to. And then I got to middle school, and it turns out that's not what every other guy is listening <laughs> no, to, guys. Not. Yes, that's the album. What's that's album? the one that came out in 98. Oh, yeah, I think it's pointing at his dick. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's weird that that's what I remember. So Yeah, it's huh. really weird. So, <laughs> so th- that was my music experience growing up. And then I got to like middle school and high school, and I'm still in Detroit. And so all of a sudden, I went from that to just only listening to hip hop. Okay. And so that's kind of how I DJ is. It's really corny stuff mixed with like the hardest songs you could think of. Yeah. That's cool. That's, but yeah. to be honest, like that's what an open format DJ kind of is, I feel right, like. Right, right. To some degree. Like I feel like I definitely you do gotta some have stuff your own that flavor makes people go. You're, you I, found it. Yeah. I think it's great because I think every individual DJ is just slightly differently, even though we all kind of know music in the capacity that we know it. It kind of tells me more about your background without having to say it, if that yeah. makes sense. I've definitely had some yeah. embarrassing moments. Oh, my God. I we was in have. JJ's and Tonka walked in and I was trying this new thing that I'd never uh, tried before. I, I, walked I was up. trying to do Too Good with Stevie B Spring Love <laughs> and it was not working at all. Yeah. In so JJ's. What, the, what did I say to you? What did I say to you? Remember what I said to you? You were, you were like, uh, that, uh, that you said... Um, <laughs> I was like, no, it was no, good no. until that. <laughs> I was like, you were doing great until you tried that. Yeah, oh. yeah. I was like, no. But there was nobody that was early. Yeah, it was yeah. early. It's so, not like I was playing it at midnight. I, what I, what, if you ever, if you ever want, I could show you how to like change different things to kind of make it work. But those two songs are two different keys that just won't work. Won't. It won't work. They won't. Uh, I've been trying for like tough. a month. Speaking of Stevie B, have you guys played Exit Six or been to Exit Six somewhat yeah, recently? Of course, okay, yeah. so I've been playing like Thursday and Sundays, which tends to be like they're either industry or off night just to keep yeah. open. And obviously, you've been there, so yeah. it like kind of is there after hours. One yeah. to three is really the time to be there. Recently. I don't want to say I was bored, but like we're just three or four hours of me and the bartenders and a couple of random people. Yeah. I just started going off and was like, I'm just going to play like, you know, MJ and like this, that, the other thing. I was playing some stuff from the 80s, 70s. Yeah. Um, I played Martha uh, Luther Vandross. Like that's the type of stuff I was playing. Yeah. You almost get Martha Stewart and Louis, Luther Vandross <laughs> no, no, confused. Yeah. Is that what you I went, no, Martha I almost, Vandross. I almost said Marshall Mathers. I was like, I don't know if we could bring up Eminem three times yeah. in the beginning yeah. of this podcast. Um, but the, I got such a good response from oh, yeah. the the bartenders. Now it's almost like expected. Now I have to create basically like two set lists of yeah. music that like I apparently have that's what they like there they love it there yeah dude. it's crazy and, lo- and they, there are a lot of wildwood i feel like is northeast philly mm-hmm. so if you're playing like if you're playing freestyle and like 90 shit you're, you'll be golden there yeah they then i've had a lot of you know like middle-aged people that were drinking a yeah. little bit before the bar really opens up for like nightlife yeah and i play that man and they almost stay an extra 20 30 yeah. minutes which is I cool do, i think that's just cool i so. used to do like freestyle sets at parks when i was a I'm resident not very there great at it. i only know like top 
10. You know what I mean? Well, to be honest, you, you only got to play like 10, 10 yeah, hitters and out. Sense. See yeah. you later. I stood at Beach Bar yeah. all the time. I don't know valleys. how you guys do that. I don't know how you play for industry people. I have such a hard time playing for so industry people. I, I feel like I was so the same way. Everything I was I the same. I was the same way. I'll never forget this. I was playing. Um, I, I don't know if you were there or not. Go for it. Uh, remember when Mad River old, uh, Mad River uh, Manny Yunk used to do the Santa party that they master where the DJs were the bartenders too? Yes, I do remember that. So there was regular people on the bar, right? So everybody else, every other DJ is playing the niche stuff that only DJs would really like. So I went up there and I just played my normal sets because there's actual regular people there. Right. Right. So this kid, I'm not going to mention his name because, you know, it's not worth it. But he came up. He's like, you know, you can play whatever you want, right? I was like, you know, there's other people in this bar, right? Not just DJs. Right. So I'm going to be the one that they like and not you. Right. <laughs> Basically what I said, now go fuck yourself. Right. You know what I mean? You, know, you just are a DJ and leave me alone. You know right. what I mean? But that's what, so the industry people. Oh, I yeah. know who it is now. No, you don't. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, <laughs> you don't. I, I, don't think, I don't even think he lives here anymore. Just like how you made it. But I was like, <laughs> so it, like, don't be afraid to play for industry people because. At, no, at, it's not that I'm not afraid. It's not that I'm afraid. It's that I'm not good at it. Like I can't like. I'm guys. Look at what I do. Like my world yeah, is all the corniest I, shit. I yeah, think you're so in your head. You're pretty decent. My comfort level for playing for the industry people is. Just, I know what you mean. You know, I just don't. You should. You know feel what it is? Way. I don't think I have the library, and I don't really know. You guys just have. When I hear you guys play, you guys have this like shit where I'm like, I don't even know how they heard Didn't of this. Did you just start like not too long ago? Well, though? I told you like, what to do. I told you. You did tell me I what gave to do, you, but I, that feels like cheating. I think you've done it, because well, at Nuggets Bingo last week, you played two edits that DJ Sprite played on his po- on his podcast. I heard two of them. I didn't. That, the, I hadn't started doing that yet. Oh, no. wow. Because no. I thought you did, because I heard I two, two of the remixes that he made were on your thing. That's dope that I did that coincidentally. <laughs> but the, the thing is, at Bingo, I'm comfortable with playing some weird right. shit, because I'm not keeping a dance yeah. floor right, going. Right. I'm not, you know, that's, it's different. The more you build that confidence, dude, you're going to crush it. Like, you're already doing a really great job especially being around us and everything but like i don't know how long you've been i started doing it about five years ago but the thing is but a lot don't realize in philly the djs here are so much better than in the rest of the country it i was playing in in memphis yeah uh and like first off in dubai it's all house and you don't even you just let the whole song play i want to touch on that so don't don't dive too much in on the i won't dive into it too much but like you just play out it's way different it's just vibey stuff you're not keeping a dance floor going Mm -hmm. at least not the spots i was at got it and then in memphis a lot of DJs there are like playing the whole song and not even beat matching. They're just like, yeah. like they're not even yeah. doing anything. In Memphis, I felt like I was like the top three. You know? <laughs> and then I got to Philly and I was like, oh, I'm the worst DJ in this whole city. I'm the worst one so here. We're very blessed to have a lot of really great people. Yeah. So, like one thing us. I would say is like, we all came up in this game. Like, we had DJs to look up to before computers, right? So, you yeah. had to learn how to beat match, how to mix records, how to transition records. Yeah. You had to do, learn how to do all these things. But there was a, there, I had a, my first gig, I was slamming records. I was at Tiki Bob's. They didn't want mixing. They didn't want any of that. They just wanted you would play the whole song, slam into the next one, wow. slam in the next one. That that's what kind of bar it was. And then me and this other DJ, once computers took over, and I was finally in there. We brought our Serato computers in, and like we were still using the deck mounted CD players, but we were actually mixing records. So like we we evolved the place a little bit, which was nice, but. I've done every kind of DJing, slamming, but you know, it, 
you know, it's just the way of the game. But we, I, and it com- evolves. Coming up, you had to learn the right way. Yep. So when you came up, obviously, five years ago, it's a little different. You had to learn with a computer where you weren't really using your ear, using your eyes more, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, and I had to train myself to stop looking at Serato. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that's what I like about the Rev 7. Like, I know, I'm sorry, sorry that my listener were going into a nerdy DJ talk here, but the, the, the Rev 7, how it has the waveforms down. Yeah. So you're looking down now. I like that too. That's why I got the S11. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking mm-hmm. at, so the S11 is a mixer, just in case you didn't know. So it's a, it's a mixer in between two CD players or two turntables yeah. where the Rev7, which you have as a controller, the waveforms are now in front of you. So there's no more Serato face looking up. You're Serato facing looking down. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it you can't really use. I mean, you can use it to beat match, but it's, you yeah. know what I mean? It's a lot more it's difficult. Yeah, I've it's tried more difficult it. The to S11, do. I feel it's a little bit I don't know. Easier. I, I think you should be, whatever. Yeah. You know, so let let's, let's dive into more of like, what your uh, so you said middle school the, the everything changed so what was your middle school and high school life like because I would because I met you probably what four years ago now yeah so I would I would like to know pre pre nougat wait you think you've known me for four years I want to say it's that's been like great four years. I've only lived here for two really I almost let that go though yeah it does feel like I've been <laughs> he's here been for on longer. the radio you listen to a lot of radios what yeah you it say. feels like I've been here for longer for yeah. sure it does it does feel like I've known you when for like I got four years. here I went out every single night. Oh, so maybe that's what like, you told me about that. No, I've known no, Nugget for two years, but it felt like four. So yeah. what does that tell you? <laughs> it means I'm either really boring or really fun. Yeah, yeah. I think you're fun. I Thanks. like it. I like having you around. I, I can't believe it's taken this long, episode 26, to get you on. Yeah. So He's a popular uh, guy. Yeah, you're a hard guy to track down. <laughs> so what was middle school and high school life for you that kind of helped turn you into what you are now? Like funny and... Um, all these compliments. Uh, okay, so middle school and high school, I started doing... In high school, we moved to a slightly nicer suburb that could afford to have TVs in every classroom. So we did morning announcements, and I would do the morning announcements. I would be like an anchor. Oh, cool. The so is that where it started? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And then from there, I got a scholarship to uh, broadcast school. Were you smart? Uh, in When it came to like creative shit, I wasn't like, I was okay. I mean, I did, you know, yeah. I did, I got okay grades and everything, but in video, that's why I got the scholarship to broadcast school. So nice. They hooked me up with that. And I was going to this broadcast school where you did a semester of TV, a semester of radio, and then you got to pick which one you concentrated in. And I was going for TV. But then I noticed that all of the TV people seemed stressed out all the time, and all the radio people were, like, smoking weed and having fun, and they seemed, like, way yeah, more. Nice. It I seemed like, way yeah, cooler. They were here right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I, got, I did radio instead and got an internship almost immediately, and then from there they put me on the air Friday nights, 11 p.m. until 5 a.m., talking to drunk people all night. It was my first radio job. That like on the air. That where? Had to be that, where was that? that? Was in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Okay. So, so you started so in you Detroit. Were, yeah. Right out of college. Right out while I was still in college. Wow. Yeah. Damn. What was the radio station? It was Channel Nine Five Five. It's still around, and it was, dude. Like it was, it was crazy because I would be a producer for the night show, and then I'd have my own show that was Friday nights, and we would take a limo to the club every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Friday, and then on Saturdays we just drive out there. But it was my job to get. Uh, filled a limo with like women mostly and then like a couple of like cool guys and we would just have a party limo for free three days a week every single week so that was my life for why are we not doing that now? Oh my early t- I'm working on it, bro. <laughs> yeah. I need hey, if you're a limo place and you want to do trade, I'll yeah. like shout you out on yeah. the talking needs a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we're, working on, we're working on Palm Olive for we'll right the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Palm Olive limo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's funny is that you bring up limo to the club. Uh our buddy Five Day, mm-hmm. he just announced his daycare party down in mm-hmm. Tampa. It's a day party where the bus picks you up. 
like a like a school bus picks you up, brings Smart. you to this party called daycare. Smart. And then takes you home. Smart. How inventive is that? He's a genius. It's a genius. And then there's like stuff that you like each week you get like a report card and stuff. It's he has it really well thought out. Like, there's a lot of bars in Philly that need to have their own party buses that yeah. all night, especially on a weekend, if you're on the one side of broad or the other, you don't really want to cross broad, it seems yeah. like. And so all these bars if you had Down a was doing bus, that during sips, they were shuttling people in. Remember that? Smart. I think what happens is it's probably got to be an insurance thing. Like you're going to deal with drunk people. Yeah. So they were so shuttling people hurt, in from Pagano. Ruins. So they would yeah. do like a thing with Pagano's so be like, hey, after this, the after party was at Down. Because there wasn't a lot of after parties at that time. Yeah. Down was just like the only one, really. The only thing I think you need to do is really add security to the bus to make sure that. It doesn't get yeah. crazy. That's right. I think that or thing. just that let it get crazy. And if a couple people die, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's publicity for Con- your club. You're just yeah. like content. Content, yeah. content, content. content. Yeah. Imagine how many eyes would be on your social oh, media yeah. page if a couple people like not die. That's extreme. Okay, but like say, if somebody, if somebody gets die. stabbed yeah. in not a major organ, but like the shoulder, that <laughs> is great. Oh, so you're going for, dude, you're going to plant somebody. So many views on your Instagram. Well, why did Taco Ataka at Saba exit at number 26? Oh, because well, Nugget got me canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, your first radio show, Detroit, where did it go from there? Uh, then, uh, so with, with the way radio works is normally you have to start in a really small city uh, and then kind of work your way up. The way to get raises in this industry is uh, it's not like a normal job where you can get promoted. If you want a right. promotion, you kind of have to just move to a bigger city and bigger cities have more money to pay you. Got it. So I started in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, if you don't know where that is, don't worry, because not a lot of people do. Uh, it's this little tiny spot. It's the second biggest city in Indiana, which means nothing. <laughs> so it's Indianapolis and then Fort Wayne. Okay. So I started there. I did that for a year, and then I got offered a job to be a producer and co-host of the night show in New York City. So I went from Fort Wayne to New York. That was probably really exciting. When it was that really exciting, yeah. and it made me look really good. It made me look much more talented than I was. I just happened to have a friend that went to New York and brought me out there. The That's guy cool. that I interned for in Detroit got this job in New York, and he was like, come be my producer. That's awesome. So all of a sudden, it looked like I was good enough to be in New York City. Well, you were because you got hired. Mm, no. Ah. It was a friend thing. It was definitely like a almost nepotism thing. So I did that, and then all of a sudden, I didn't have to apply for jobs anymore. People had already heard of me, and they were like yeah. reaching out. So after oh, that, um, you were like, um, you, "You do." There's no you're giving your you're not taking giving yourself enough credit. If stop. you got it with all of that, I know that we're super talking, lucky. Nah, I'm well, trying to think what they that call that. Um, trying to think of that that episode of The Office uh, where Michael quits. And he was, uh, oh, headhunted. That's what you were, you're getting headhunted at yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly. Remember so, that episode where he quits to, be, to start Michael Scott Paper Company? Yes. He's like, oh, the headhunters know if I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that was my life. Yeah. Uh, so then I went back to Fort Wayne to do a morning show, which is really hard to get a morning show opportunity. That's why I went back there. Because I was okay. like, okay, I'm going to do this morning show as a hip hop station. Um, the thing about Fort Wayne, Indiana is I... It was a all it's all hip hop station and it's Fort Wayne is like ninety seven percent white people okay. and I was like the most diversity that city had cool. like uh, there were bars that I could walk into where people would turn around where I'd get looks and that is why I could get away with doing a hip hop station in that city is because there just weren't there weren't any black people with a radio background in the city and they weren't offering a ton of money mm-hmm. so it had to be kind of somebody local or somebody that I would DJ on the side to make ends meet because I already. I had already lived there, so I knew enough got people. It. So it was like that type of thing. Yeah. Right. So I got away with doing this all hip-hop station, and it was the most fun job I've ever had in my entire life. It was insane. Can you, can you legally say that? 
Look, Buster would understand. It was a hip hop station, and I was 22. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. the most fun job I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, I was living sure. in the college dorms. I, I was, had like a deal worked out to where I could live in the college dorms for uh, for Purdue. Uh, they had like a campus in Fort Wayne, and I lived on the college dorms, and I was doing this radio show. I'd get off the air. Back then, you guys, people still listened to the radio religiously. There was no Spotify. There was no iTunes. LimeWire had just yeah. come out. Yeah. So I would get off the air. Everybody was listening to my show all night. They would meet me at the pool with shots ready to go, lined up. And I would go in there, and I'd just, man, I would just like sleep with somebody, do some shots, <laughs> give some people high fives. Like that was my night every night. Damn. So, Eiffel Towers. Uh, no, well, no. <laughs> like I, like, I appreciate you trying to get me that. <laughs> yeah, right I tried. I no Eiffel Towers. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no more. Wait, I don't why? like other penises in the room. Wow. Well, uh, okay. Just next yeah. subject. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you must have never heard that. Yeah. Did you ever hear my episode with Fishtown Creative? He was talking about pegging for like a half an hour. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. He had oh to like my, explain, he, oh describe god. it to me. Oh my god. I can only talk about pegging for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. I can get past what is it? Oh, yeah. okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind. Count me yeah, out. Yeah. But it was a wild twenties, and that's why I'm so boring now because I've I've done all of that. So you yeah. kind of live like how like we have a, all have a mutual friend. She just turned twenty one, right? So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so so my, our friend Quinn just turned twenty one. She was been yeah. out for the last two years. Yeah. So is I she feel over like it now. Well, I th well I think what what she was saying was kind of like I'm already over it anyway because I already been partying. So a twenty one year old is just to go out legally for once. So you kind of live that party lifestyle already. So now you're like, all right, that's out of my system. So out of my system. Yeah. So now you're you're like. Feet to the ground. Let's grind it out. Let's do some work. Yeah, I'm much when I when somebody's like, "Hey, what do you want to do on a Saturday night?" If I have my choice, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to like, no, this uh, is really you. You've told me this before, dude. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's like, "Hey, you want to hang out on Saturday night?" If I get to choose anything I want, it's like maybe go out to eat, but I'd rather just order in. Uh, and then watch movies and like not really move or talk. Because <laughs> <laughs> you talk for a living. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know what's funny? It's kind of like. What people always give me shit for is I'm on my I, I especially in the summer we're DJing like sometimes four to five gigs in three days right so it's like the last thing I want to do is look at my computer right. when I'm not working yeah right or but listen you have to music to. or listen yeah, I listen yeah. I I had this nice stereo in my car I came factor I didn't put it in but I don't listen to music when I drive yeah and it drives people insane minus podcasts obviously yeah so yeah. like I'll I literally will drive to the shore and back three hours Silence. not listening to a thing and yeah. people are like what is wrong with you yeah. you psycho no I can do that I yeah. get the same thing for putting mustard on my eggs people think I'm a psycho ask the rhino if you, you ever see put, rhino you can't ask put those two things in the same category because one there's a reason for it it's because you're yeah. a DJ and the other one is just because you're a psychopath like that's crazy <laughs> it's crazy that you put mustard on your eggs that's the weirdest condiment why so, so, well so when I first started dieting right everything has sugar in it ketchup everything right. so mustard no has calories. zero calories zero sugar and has like 50 grams of sodium you could just put nothing on your eggs though I, but who wants to do that <laughs> okay who wants yeah. to do that like do I you well, like so, it now I like it now. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I do hot sauce in my eggs. But I yeah, I like do that, hot sauce and weird. mustard. So yeah. You should try pickles. Ew, God. If you no. like mustard, I like the smell of pickles, but I don't like the taste of them. That's wild. That's weird, right? Yeah, that's how that's I feel weird. about vaginas. Like a candle pickle? That's like your thing? A what? 
Uh, like, like uh, just no, the I don't smell have, I'd rather have a bacon flavored candle. Yeah. Tonka's, Tonka's whole apartment's just decked out with candle pickles. <laughs> I bet, and you know, dude, now you found your one thing to sell a month. I guarantee you, you'll make a ton of money. Yo, so buy a pickle. Tonka's pickles. Dude. Dude. <laughs> hey, Be careful with the want, marketing. Do you so, want your apartment to smell like virgin? <laughs> just get Tonka's pickle candles. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But so, I, I you posted something the other day with your shirt off, your little thirst trap, which uh-huh. I love for you. I great. appreciate that you call it a thirst trap yeah. because it didn't feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, before I go into what I'm about to go with, how many more dudes responded than, gir- than girls? Well, I got I a asked big, this for a serious question. I got a big Woody's following, so a lot of dudes responded too because a lot of the people, because I DJed at Woody's every Friday and Saturday for probably maybe eight months. And so, yeah, I got a lot of dudes on there. And then here's what women will do. Uh, it's really interesting to me. They won't say anything. They won't comment. They won't like do anything. But then I'll post something that's stupid. Like I'll be like, "Oh, having a coffee," and they'll respond to that and be like, "Oh my god, I love coffee." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "All right," because you already got their attention. All right, I yeah. see what's so happening. So when I used to do that, I would get more dudes that are in the bodybuilding. Yo, looking good, bro. <laughs> looking good, bro. <laughs> that's what happens. Keep it up. Yeah, you get yeah. a lot more dudes. Than <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably still also Woody. Yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah. still your Woody's guy. So. Yeah. Um, now, so I see you're in you're in really good shape. So you don't do anything like that diet hack wise. Like use like a certain condiment because you can't use something else. I, or do you file some kind of is like certain diet plan? No, dude. I used to. I used to be really strict. I used to weigh. I had a food scale and I. I weigh remember out you were telling food. me you were weighing your food and everything. I, I could do that. We and went to TGI Fridays. This dude orders the smallest meal that he could find. Yeah, it was that. Well, it's TGI Fridays. Why did I so feel it's like, like you a were thousand there. calories. Who was there? It was smooth. me. Smooth. Oh, me, you, and smooth. Okay. I don't um, know why I thought it was Kurt. Because <laughs> Kurt's with me all the time now on the podcast. I yeah. just think it's Kurt. Yeah, I, I stopped. Do, I just eat whatever I want on the weekends. And then during the week, I try to keep it tight. Uh, cool. I eat pretty much the same thing every day. So I don't have to count same. calories anymore. Yeah, yeah. I have like a breakfast sandwich for breakfast. And then also for lunch. And then for dinner, I'll have like maybe a protein shake. Or maybe I'll just eat cold cuts. Or maybe I'll have like grill up some chicken or salmon or something so like that. So are you like a like I follow keto? Are you any, on anything like that? No, I'm actually a really high carb dieter. I can lose weight on like two to 300 grams of carbs. And I also feel <laughs> a lot better when I do that. Also, you're, um, you've got a lot more muscle than me. I don't have muscle to lose. So I can't do keto because I would lose more muscle than I want to. So I eat a lot of carbs because I'm still trying to gain muscle. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, whereas uh, like I feel like like my my buddy Andrew that I live with, he has a like bigger frame than I do, so he'll do keto and he can still gain muscle, and I can't do that. And he yeah. he'll he'll fast before he goes to the gym and work out on an, yeah. on an empty I started, stomach. I started doing that, and it, I feel like it made me work out worse. Right. So me now too. I eat I eat I eat breakfast now, and then I'll have a coffee for lunch, and then I'll have dinner. That's like my new uh, thing now, and it's been working really well for me. Yeah, I remember when we, right before summer started, when me, you, and Smoother were at that TGI Fridays, you were like, all right, this is the last bad meal I can have, and then it's the summer of Tonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it was ruined, because like, I look like shit now, but that's fine. I think you look nice. Nah, I think that uh, uh, my thing is, as long as your chest now. sticks out as far as your stomach, you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my- my, my still hangs over, that my chest is still bigger than my stomach, so we're good. That's all you like that. You're good. Yeah. Uh, and that's my like, Kurt, weight loss Kurt goal was, every Kurt summer. Kurt was in, Kurt, back in when I first met Kurt, he was working at Sweat Fitness. Remember yeah. this? That was, that was when I was working at the gym, at the gym. Just, it was like, you know, I didn't have a lot of responsibility. Yeah. That's all. Well, how, was, that, was that when I first met you? I think so. 20, 
Yeah, like fifteen. Yeah, 16, I think that's when I moved like to Manny. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe a year earlier. So I started. It going was the this night way. we talk about this all the time, but it was the night of Odell Beckham's catch. So whatever oh, yeah. night that is, that that was like when we first hung out. Yeah, we. It was funny. Every time it comes up, also with JDs. Yeah, face Facebook. <laughs> I bet this guy a cheesesteak. We, we play golf together, so I bet him a cheesesteak that I couldn't make this one hole with a certain club, and he still doesn't agree to the bet ever. But he just like, he made a bet. I didn't agree to it, and I was like, yeah, sure. And then he was <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, he was like, I won. And I was like, okay. Yeah, like, sure. I don't know. Yeah, sure. The video, the video it comes was, up it was for his own reassurance. I just let him have it. I'm like, that's fine. The Facebook, comes, the Facebook video <laughs> comes up all the time. It's like, cheesesteak, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dude, but you got <laughs> a kid. Once you have a kid, and like, kids. Yeah, yeah, two once kids you have kids, now. it's like working out is Dude, over. It's it, it. You have to do it at night. It's the only way to be able to do it when everyone's asleep. To be able to go to the gym and to be honest with you at eleven o'clock at night on a night that I'm not working. Last thing you yeah, like doing. Seriously. Yeah. And not to mention that like especially if you cook for kids, you're cooking a lot of different food because you have to cook until they're not you know, when they're young, just yeah. like until they're not when they're done eating. Home workouts is the only way if you even feel like doing that. There's yeah. no yeah. Way. No, yeah, it's I, just not. You know, I, I guess I am gonna say that I, I did sign up. They're making uh is it Fusion Gym, the one in Northeast that's yeah. like super big? They're making one in South Philly. So okay. that kind of got me. I was like, you know what? Like, I'll try and get back on the. Wagon you should about actually everything. talk to uh, my buddy Sev. He knows the owner of that place. Maybe you can get your free membership if you DJ there once a month. That's what he does. He DJs there once a he month. He DJs there once a month. Gets a free membership. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll absolutely. Talk <laughs> he to DJs Seth. on the roof. I just. That's cool. I think yeah. him and I. Okay. Yeah, let's book all right. us all. Let's all. Let's all get booked over here. At Fusion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you get booked at that, who's gym, running if, the account? If, of Fusion? Yeah. yeah. If you. If you uh, <laughs> oh shit! It's got to go through smooth. <laughs> yeah. <Are you> kidding? <laughs> Another one. Group. He's got the gym now. Yeah, yeah. He's drinking the tea. But and to everything. be honest, I think that's there. There's a there's a there's a gym down in Texas that has a live DJ all day. So like every yeah. shift, like there's a shift. Genius. It's so genius. It's I I'll think it's great. Stuff. He just, him and I just followed each other. Like, yeah. On he knows the owner of don't you know I mean. Don't quote me on it. It opens in he, November, so it's like yeah. Pretty so soon. let me know because I actually would want to check out those gyms because they look really nice. Yeah. Where do you Where do you go in the city? Uh, I go to City Fitness. Where at? Which one? Uh, the Fishtown one. Fishtown. Yeah. Never it's been close enough. One. I walk there. It's about like a, a half an hour walk, which is nice. You just moved to Fishtown, right? Yeah. Pretty recently, I bought town. a house in Germantown, and then Germantown. I'm renting that out, and then um, I oh, moved to Fishtown look at with you, my buddy. A entrepreneur over there. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to do some do some things. I see that. Uh, I've been broke my whole life, so I finally. Uh, Finally, have money now, and I'm trying to like. How keep much that money going. is in your bank account? No, <laughs> right now it's step brother. Right now, not much. Two thousand because oh, I spent okay. so much on the house, and then every bit of money that comes in, I'll, I'll renovate or I'll spend it. Feels, yeah. I'll reinvest it into my bingo project, and so I'm not m- saving much right now, but I'm yeah. investing mm-hmm. it into the house. Investing is saving, then, anyway, yeah. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, yeah. And I, and I feel like Kurt can kind of you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I don't no, empathize. Relate, relate, relate with you because you just moved into a new spot. I did, and then he invests in DJ equipment too. So, like, can you can you relate to him in that in that aspect where you just moved into a new spot, and then with the DJ equipment investing into that? Yeah, and then I added the production table to all that, and that has been like kind of yeah. left at the wayside at the moment because we're just busy doing everything. I yeah. was like, I was in the middle of a move. I was like, let's get a new truck. I was like, oh why God. not? Too? Yeah, I was like, why not just knock everything all out? Did but, you ever figure out what you wanted to do with that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah I got about. figured out and everything. I drove it here today. And oh. um, yeah, yeah, I was just like excited to be able to have more room. This was for yesterday. My family. Yeah. <laughs> it's I just, all about I, getting a Ford Explorer yesterday. And you got one already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snap. Did you go the route we talked about? Yeah. Like on that? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I tried talking and getting a, I said, let me know if you want to get a VW. Mm. 
What do you drive, Nugget? Um, I, I don't want to intimidate you guys, but it's a 2011 Toyota Corolla Sport Edition. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sport. Yeah, you got the I don't want to overwhelm you. You it's got the pretty, grat- effect package yeah, on there? Yeah, sick. Like, it's all dented up and I used stuff. To love, so it's, I, I used to love Corollas. I ain't going to find it. I refuse to get a car that I care about in Philly because it just gets banged up, and so You're I'm not, not going to get anything Yeah, good. so I, I never drove a foreign car until I got my Toyota. I had a Scion. I had two of them. Lasted over... Almost 200,000 miles. It's crazy. And then my buddy works at VW, and I'm like, let me, I always loved the Tiguan. I was like, I'm, I, I found out my perfect one. I was like, I want this one. Yeah. And then one came in, and I'm broke as a joke. And I was like, how much will you give me for my Scion? They were like, I was like, I'm thinking in the back of my head, I owe four grand. They give me anything over four grand, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Because I don't have to put anything down. Whatever is over, I'll just put down. They offered me like $5,800. They had 160,000 miles. I was like sold. Done. Right? So I bought it. Right? And then the guy that bought the Scion off their lot two months later drove it for two weeks and blew the motor up. The motor blew up. Wow. I can't believe you sabotaged your motor like that for the next guy. That's pretty (laughs) fucked up, man. Talk about luck. That was luck. Because if that car would have broke, I would have been nothing. I would have had nothing to put down on this car. Yeah. Right? So it's like this, you know, whatever. So you're going from Detroit. Right, you're at. You're, I mean, no, you're Indiana, Indiana, Indiana New York City, back to station. Indiana, um, San Antonio, Texas. Whoa, Texas. Yeah, you're playing country or what, dude? No, it was a, it was a top forty station, but a lot of Spanish influence, a lot of like um, huge Hispanic, like eighty percent Mexican in San Antonio. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so that was it. Was really interesting being down there and learning all about that culture. How long were you there? Just a year, because after about a year, I sensed that that station wasn't going to. Uh, Take off. Like as a whole, it just wasn't. It wasn't a long term move for me. I could okay. just tell it was like it was going to be a very limited amount of time that I spent there. And how long were you there? Only a year. Okay. And then after a year, I got an offer from Memphis, and so I went there. Okay. Uh, and that was, was it. A like great a great offer. Let me get out of here, type thing. Um, was it? It was more of uh, I want. I need to make sure I was at a place where I I couldn't afford to miss a paycheck. Got it. And so if I was going to get popped, I needed to preempt that. So I Got did. It. And I, and the Memphis offer was more money anyway. That's good. It was I great. feel like yeah, that happens a lot you. with radios. Guys move around a lot. You gotta. Because that's how you get promoted. That's how you get more money. Is And, and San Antonio is bigger than Memphis, but Memphis was a privately owned station. Uh, crazy. The guy who owned the station in Memphis is the guy who... So ultrasounds had been invented, but they weren't used for looking at babies. This guy repurposed them for looking at babies. He's a doctor, and he owned this radio station. What? What did they do before? It was like more of a sonar thing. Oh, yeah. If you think of what ultrasound does, like yeah. So this guy repurposed them. For okay. looking at babies. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I didn't know if it was like a big device. Like it's it very like... technical terminology, by the way. Okay. Looking at babies. <laughs> yeah. So he repurposed it for that. He makes a ton of money and he, he loves radio. So he bought these stations and I worked for him. That's wow. hilarious. And they call that radiologist too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So that from Memphis, where? Was and it then Memphis? Memphis to Dubai. So that this That's is where cool. I want yeah, to touch this is where on. So, trying to get to, yeah. So I've been trying to get to this part. I was yeah. trying to find something to lead into this, right? Because I'm talking to Buster at the Phillies game. I'm doing the intro of the Phillies, right? I'm playing. I have like 40 minutes to play. Buster comes up. I'm like playing full songs. I felt so bad. Like no one's in the stadium yet. But I, I, I didn't want to leave him hanging. So I'm talking to him. Told him I was going to have you on the podcast. I was like, can you give me some like stuff on Nugget? And he's like, oh, I've known Nugget all this time. And so I, mm-hmm. I want to dive in with that too as well. How long have you known Buster? But he told me that you lived in Dubai and were on the radio in Dubai. I'm like, what? So do you? St- that is going to sound stupid. Did they speak? Were you on an English speaking station? Yeah. So some of the stations out there are English speaking. Okay. It's like a. T- it's just like Q102, but okay. just in Dubai, and it's 
Is it an iHeart station? No, or? it was, um, there's a radio station in the UK called Radio One, and it's kind of like a, a subsidiary of that, and it was called Radio One, it was just in Dubai. And so, yeah, it was like, it was me and a bunch of Brits that worked there. Okay. One Australian, mostly Brits, uh, most of Dubai, not most, a lot of Dubai is English people because they treat it like they're Florida. They want to get out of that UK weather that sucks. They come to Dubai the same way we, the same way everybody here talks about moving to Tampa or Miami. So how did the Dubai thing come up? I applied as a joke. Uh, me and my boss and my co-host for the morning show in Memphis were all like, we were looking at all the radio like forums and job boards and we saw it come up and my boss was like, hey, you should send your stuff to this Dubai job. <laughs> and we all like had a big laugh. And so I was like, ah, I'm going to do I, d- I didn't even send a cover letter. I just typed an email with my resume that was like, hey, this is my stuff. Hope you like it. Like didn't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later, they called up message. and they were like, they were like, we want to hire you. Do you have time for a phone interview? And so I, I was you were like, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So uh, how, how long were you there? Three years. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So a joke led to a three-year stint, three-year job in, in Dubai. Yeah, what was, was Dubai life like? It's Miami. It's Miami with different accents. With no water. With no water. It's yeah. very dry. It's a desert. You don't. Nobody has dryers out there except for rich people. I feel like uh, because your clothes, you just put them outside for ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah, they dry. You don't need a dryer out there. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a different world. Um, their air conditioning. People will argue with me on this out there. Like, I got into some arguments because I'm like, mm, there's some people had way different experiences than me. But in all the places I lived, and I live in a lot of different places in Dubai, none of the places had like an automatic setting for your air conditioning. It was like it's either on or off. And you could set. Is that like how every air conditioner works in the no, 90s dude, you or can whatever? Set auto. You can set it to like 68 yeah, degrees and it'll pump it out. That's like kind of the new technology. Like The new know? technology is for you to not be able to set the temperature you want? No, what I'm saying is, is like, do you remember having an air conditioner in like the 90s? You just turn it on or off and that was it. Right, but this yeah. was 2020. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kurt. All right, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. So like you should have it by You're now. just saying, get your shit, you're Dubai, get your shit yeah, updated. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like, you guys have the biggest building in the world. You can't figure out air conditioners? <laughs> So <laughs> it was frustrating. It was an on and off. So there's all these like weird backward things about Dubai. Like they have the biggest building, the tallest building in the world. Right. They have the biggest Ferris wheel in the world. But this is the perfect, this is the perfect analog to everything Dubai. They have the biggest Ferris wheel in the world, but they forgot to install some part that makes it safe. So you can't actually sit on it. It's just, now it's just like a set piece. It's essentially what? like a, yeah, it's just like art at this point. Cause it's a giant Ferris wheel that doesn't work. <laughs> Stop it. And that's everything in Dubai. It's like very extravagant, but underneath the roots, like a lot of shit doesn't make sense. What? Okay. So there's this no does... good foundation on most things that are built in Dubai. Yeah. Like to get my driver's license, I had to get a blood test, guys. Like there's a lot of stuff. There's yeah. a, a blood of, test. There's a lot of shit. Who's doing there. the blood test? Someone's grandma? Is Dude, it to you, know your blood you type? You go in there. It's actually terrifying. So I was lucky enough to have my job out there set me up with. Uh, uh, someone who spoke Arabic fluently that went with me to their DMV essentially and got me set up with all the documents that I needed. If I wouldn't have had that, I don't know what I would, I don't know how I would have lived. I don't Did know. Did you how learn any Arabic done. when you were out there? I, my dad's Middle Eastern, um, Jordanian, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not South America. <laughs> I feel like an asshole. <laughs> South Africa. And, uh, and Are you sure? <laughs> not South Africa. And I know a little bit from the, that side of my family. Okay. Uh, but not enough to make it out there. Not enough. Yeah. yeah, it was. Dubai yeah. sounds gonna, like 
Oh, sorry, when you go ahead. to Jamaica and they're like, "Don't leave your hotel." Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like well, that's exactly. I, I, how. When I go to Cancun or any any like resort, I never rarely leave the the facilities. Like, because yeah. I'm afraid. Like, I don't know if I want to visit anywhere. It's actually that's like, very safe thing. because they have cameras set up in every corner of the whole city in Dubai. Yeah, so they have CCTV set up all over the place. So you could get in a bar fight and then have the cops show up to your house that night because they track you down and they go, "Hey, you're going to jail. You got a fight." It's not. I don't know if I here. like that. Wow. Um, yeah, also, PDA isn't really allowed. So there are some parts that are a little bit more progressive than others. But like, let's say you go to Abu Dhabi and you want to like kiss your girlfriend at the mall. There are some malls where uh, if somebody complains, you might get fined. Or if you're obnoxious about it and being a dick to the cops, if they're like, hey, you can't do that here. And you like go off about it. They might put you in jail because that's they're like, we do what we want here. Um, in Dubai, however, like... The, I got really drunk one night and I made out with somebody at a club very publicly. And the security goes, hey, can't do that here. Like, you got to chill out. Then I made out with her again. And then that's when you get kicked out. And if I would have, like, it, it was a very progressive part of Dubai. It's a club, too. Like, they kind of expect tourists. And so it's a lot more, you get more I leeway. Get I get what you're saying. But it's just very interesting partying out there. All the You party every night, by the way. It is Miami. It is, if you want to stay in on a Saturday night, you're doing it by yourself because all your friends are going out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not, people are not staying in. Uh, but the way they have it is, it's like, remember how weed laws were in 2008? Yeah. Where if you had a little bit on you and a cop pulled you over, like, chances are you were going to be okay if you were respectful. But if you have like a, you know, a pound, uh, like a garbage bag of it, then you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, you're going so to jail. So as long as you're not yeah. obnoxious about yeah. their laws, yeah. you're probably okay. Mm -hmm. For example, at, in Dubai, they don't let you have a liquor license if you're a restaurant and you're not in a hotel. Uh -huh. That way they can feel good about like, oh, it's just the tourists that are drinking. But so all the restaurants caught on and they're like, great, we're just going to put all of our restaurants in hotels. So now when you bar hop, you do it vertically. If there's a different bar on every floor of the hotel, I, I that's pretty dope. I don't actually. know. I think I'd start from the top and come down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So and it's kind of like uh, beat the clock every yeah. every hour. You just keep going up. And there's a different floor. And there's a there's a place called Pier Nine, something like that, where there's just or Pier Seven, where there's seven different bars, seven different floors. And each floor are they all bars. different names, or they're just like yeah, level all different one names, all up. different bars, like different oh, drink that specials. Would be super crazy. That's dope. Wild. It's different DJ too. Different DJs, different everything. That's great. There's probably a lot of work to be had out there. A lot of work, but you don't get to play like we play out here. You have most bars are like chill. Most bars are like tech house. I would imagine it's a lot of tech house right now because that's especially trendy in Europe. So it's like it's like Kurt's poor events mm -hmm. everywhere. But mm -hmm. and they're playing out the full song. They're playing Nora. Yeah, you okay, do pretty well. So let's go to Dubai. <laughs> let's yeah, go to Dubai. Yeah, yeah. You want to get booked? <laughs> yeah. uh, you can he play Nora on Pure nine. all night. You can play a Nora on Pure set, and nobody would know the difference. Well, that's the, see, that's probably why it's. It, I wouldn't be as exciting because, like, I feel like it's working right now because we're trying very right. hard to to make it unique. But they do stuff like they bring in somebody to play saxophone. You might play. I played with an that's orchestra cool. once. That was yeah. really dope. So there's different ways to like enhance the experience. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what what was so what was the transition like from you? Like what happened? Why'd you leave Dubai? Um, I just got tired of I, I was tired of partying. Um, I was doing a morning show. So I was waking up at four, four thirty in the morning. Wow, so you're just leaving the club and going right to work. If I went out like a lot, a lot of times yeah, I was just like hang out by myself, to, dude. Chill. Yeah, yeah, I just got I got burned out and there's just always something going on. And I'm 
I hate it when there's always something going on. Like the thing, <laughs> I sound like such a Scrooge, but like the thing that annoys me about Philly is all summer, if I want to hang out with my friends, I have to drive two hours just to hang out with people because uh, nobody's in Philly. And then once Eagles starts, if I want to hang out with my friends, I have to go to an Eagles game on Sunday. Like that's what we're doing. That's you know there's non-Eagles going. fans in Philly, right? Huh? I'm not an Eagles fan. I'll go to Eagles games. Really? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I'm not. I don't believe you at all. I'm not. But you still go to the stuff. Well, I well, I'm getting paid to now. Right, but what but else are you going to do on a Sunday? I I go to a bar and watch football normally. Okay, but mm-hmm. that's okay. So an Eagles game then? No, I go to ones that are showing Raiders games probably. Oh, you're okay. So it's not like you're not a football fan. No, you're not I'm a huge football fan. Do you want to watch the Eagles or not? Is what he's saying. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah, I was saying really is like my you, problem like is not yeah. football. My problem you don't is not the Eagles. I like the Eagles. They're my team. Nobody yeah. likes the Lions. I'm from Detroit. Like they're not my team. So mm-hmm. Now it's the Eagles. I see. I would like the Lions on purpose because they're such an underdog. And you're like, yeah, but they're an underdog forever. The point of like being excited about an underdog is eventually they come up, but the yeah. Lions are not going to do that. <laughs> so they're just going to be down forever. Yeah, they're the Lions. Lions. <laughs> you see that? You see that viral photo going around with the dude that he got a um, a championship trophy and it said that it has a Detroit Lo- Lions logo. It says Lions uh, Super Bowl champs twenty twenty four. That'll never happen. Well, maybe he's trying to like speak like manifest it into existence. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've been trying to manifest it for years. It's Literally. never even gotten close. Tim Allen's still a fan, so that's nice. Well, good for him. That's <laughs> good. He's the only one. You know, I grew up in Detroit. I've never seen anybody have Lions merch. Nobody Stop has it. it. No one is a Lions fan. I that don't know sucks. any. I've, How do they still have a team? They just because there's people got to do something when they're drinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, have Actually, you ever met? You, so have you ever met Tim, Tim Allen? No, no, no. Uh, let me think. I met Kid Rock, Eminem's brother. Cool. I mean Eminem. I met Eminem and I met <laughs> Kim. I met Kim. I danced with Kim by accident. I didn't know who it was. Jeez, you almost got a song. I know. Man, I, know. I, I looked over and the, one of my coworkers was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> What that and I was like, what? It's Can just some girl. I'm just more dancing about with her, her and party. Like, and is she normal? Is it like actually like the way I was you... drunk? She was drunk. Yeah, but did you know her or is it just no, like I had a no random... idea who it was? Oh, and then okay. I had to be told that it was Kim Mathers, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go run, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna go run. That I know Nathan, and he'll tell the Marshall. crazy. Like, imagine just the bar setting, and then you know, I, I don't know what the equivalent of Kim Mathers would be, but like, she just walks in, you're like, whoop, never mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my insult for a really long time. Have you ever seen the movie Eight Mile? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Okay, my insult for a really long time, whenever somebody's being trashy, I would call them, I'd be like, you're acting like Eminem's mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> From the movie A Mile. Oh Kim Basin, she was so yeah. trash in oh, that dude, movie. She, was, yeah. she, was, she actually plays a really good trashy woman. Yeah, she's like, great. Pro- they probably just whenever hired somebody's someone. Whenever somebody's smoking yeah. cigarettes, I'm like, oh, Eminem's mom over here with a <laughs> chief in her peaties. <laughs> smoking her spirits. Yeah, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, big surprise. Newports. Oh, you, oh, you don't. Hey, breaking news, everybody. Girl in Jersey smoke. Newports. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. So, uh, so, where did you come from, Dubai? Like when you left Dubai, did you come right to Philly? I had to. So I landed in New York. That's why I have a New York number, and I had to get a phone right away. Like first, I couldn't do anything until I got a new phone, and then came right to Philly and started work. And I had two weeks off. I was staying in an Airbnb in Fishtown, and uh, just started working here. And I met Nico. Nico Oso, uh, big shout out to him. and The Prince of Philly. Yeah, the Prince of Philly. Shout out to, uh, and he introduced me to Soho, who's the man. And between the two of them, I met a lot. I was going out every night with him, just following him around. And he introduced me to everybody. He was so good to me. Um, and from him, I met everybody. I met Kurt like my first week here at mm-hmm. Vesper. Yep. Um, and I met nine 
uh, a, a lot of these DJs that worked for the station, so that was kind of cool. It put me in a, a unique position because I was I'm kind of their boss in the sense that I put out their schedule and like review their mixes and stuff like that and tell them what the rotations of the songs are. So it was I got to have this really cool relationship with yeah. some of the biggest DJs in the city. I think mm-hmm. that's how I met you through Nine, I think. I think so. Yeah. And that is was the worst for me because that's when I was like, oh no. Because the first I DJs the I saw were Nico, <laughs> Nine, uh, uh, Scooter, and man, somebody else's, and Bonix I saw like play. And so th- that was my first Philly experience with seeing those guys play. And that's when I was like, oh, I guess I have to give up on DJing. <laughs> I guess I'm not gonna be able to do and this. Then he meets me. He's like, "Oh, you'll be. I'll be fine." I didn't I meet know. you until a while after I met everybody else. Yeah, I, I don't think. think you've heard me play though. Ooh, have I not heard you play? I don't think so. Ooh, all right. Can you play right think, now? Yeah, I, I mean, what's funny that you bring that up, Funny that you bring that up because Buster offered me um, to come on the '76 mix. Ooh, yeah. You got, you got to submit it like I a sample su- mix. I got to right? submit a sample. Yeah, so, so I didn't get that I mean, list that's where the pressure you. comes in, though, dude. Don't fuck up the sample yeah. mix. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. Okay, you could. We could set up decks right now and plug it into the podcast and have you play. Except then it'd get taken down off of everything. I think probably. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. but that would be really cool to just bust out a just bust out. Do you ever have a DJ come in? play live during yeah. the 76 mix yeah um who's done it uh hollywood's done it a bunch of times nico's done it they'll do this thing where i'll go on live and they'll play and i will live i'll get my serato up and i'll look up songs that are in the same bpm and i'll throw out songs and make them mix it and i'll be like you all right what are you playing right now uh they'll be playing you know uh, Justin Bieber baby and I'm like Fergalicious and then I go lose control uh, you know just and I just keep throwing stuff at them and they do it live and it's really cool that to watch. sounds like that would be fun to listen to it's fun and it's intense and like the listener gets to hear me it, call out the song what you should do is you should make it two DJs and then make them go against each other yeah that and would keep really going cool. back and forth mm-hmm. yep yep, yep. That so if my move. mix gets approved, my debut, I want to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll come up here. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really funny. Well, I got, I'll, that, I'll jump in if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was a good segue to, to getting that list from you, the ABC list from you, so I can submit that next. Dude, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I can definitely give you that. So I guess, I guess was Philly like a kind of like a shock to you then to see what it was like? Yeah, man, it was terrifying. I hated that. I, when I moved here, I was like, I can't DJ. Like, I can't even, like... Uh, it was just a very intimidating city. When you've never lived in a big... I lived in New York, but that was different. I was a kid. When you're like on a professional level living in a city like this, when there's so much going on, there's so much competition, Like you guys feel it every fall yeah. when all the clubs and all the bookings kind of shuffle and you have to work for your spots all over again. I yeah. love it, man. Do you? Yeah. Because it think seems like it would be really I mean, stressful. I think it, it's... I, it, well, it is, but you kind of understand yeah. how to live within it. You know what I mean? I feel like it's very iron sharpens iron. Like, meaning that, like, if I hear someone really dope, I'm like, I have to improve. I have to... Like, it's right. it's very motivating. I think it's just the way that you take it in, because I can understand how, especially if you're just jumping right into it, you're like, whoa, I wasn't mentally prepared for this. Right. But that's why I tell you, like, you're doing a great job. Just let that confidence kind of gain up, and you'll really, you will get there. I think you're well, already Well, I just need to well practice, underway. too. That's why I booked... I started booking myself again at Woody's a little bit. That's good. So I could practice, because I haven't yeah. done any real gigs in a while, and I'm definitely and getting what, stale. And what is good thing about Woody's that I've heard, I've never played I played at Rosewood before, which is right next door. I don't think it's open anymore. But yeah, uh, what I find about that section of the city is they're 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 not going to nitpick you for what you're playing. And it's they're so very, diverse, right? They're very open, so you can play a freestyle set, you can play a '90s set, you can play a 2000 set. Yeah, dude, I can mix set. too good with Stevie B all no, night. No, you can't. <laughs> 
I'm, w- I'm making it work before the end of this year. If, if you I'm adjust paying- the pitches of certain songs, I can show you how to make it work. Okay, please. I can definitely show you how to I'm make it work. I'm paying someone 20 bucks to go up and tell them how awesome that mix was right in front of you. <laughs> yes. I, I literally came up to you. I'll never be, I was like, no. Everything was good until you tried well, that. Well, I prefaced it. I told him. I was like, I'm going to try this. I don't I don't think it works. And then he's like, no, you're right. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so some songs just don't go together. No. And what's funny, I get made fun of because I still do these like certain ones that certain songs just sound really good with certain songs. Yeah. So I do a transition where it goes from Tambourine, Eve Tambourine, to Stand Alive by the Bee Gees Ooh. to Yeah by Usher. Ooh, that's good. It's I like It's literally that. perfect. It's a perfect for weddings. It's perfect for every venue. That's every a good venue, the, your opening sets, it's perfect. Yeah, I like especially that a lot. if you play it a little later in the night when everybody's drunk. Right, they're staying yeah. alive. They're screaming that shit. Right, right, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of known for. Is like sprinkling that like song that everybody's going to scream at like twelve thirty, one o'clock. How in the many morning. times do you guys sprinkle in the J, uh, Drake and Josh theme song? Do you st- do you do it like two I've times ever, or do you do never push done it and go that three? Really. I don't think you I've guys ever not do that. that? No, no. Okay. actually, I made probably a really great mistake. I played. A high school musical song that I didn't actually know it was a high school musical song. Yeah, because it was remade as a tech house joint. Now, but it was also made under a different vocal. That sounds awesome yeah. to me. So I was just like, oh, this is pretty dope. And it was like the main, and they were like singing it. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck does everyone know this song? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it was named like something that wasn't high school music. You know how like somebody remakes uh, like a song and yeah. it's just like called something different? Right. Yeah. That's the way that it was made. And I, I can't even remember what it was, but I remember every, hearing everyone singing it and everyone being like, I love the high school musical song. Like, like, how I does everybody know this Afrojack yeah, song? Yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah like i accidentally played one before but it was uh i don't know dude i've been doing drake and josh into my boo and it goes hard really well it's around that time i've never gotten a better reaction from anything i've ever done really yes i'm not fucking with you guys i'm not trying to like set you up to fail (laughs) no so that's good though because i was my next question is since do you remember your first gig in philly um wow what was my it was something that nico booked me for and i oh my god I failed so horribly because it was like heavy hip hop, and I hadn't. I had been in Dubai was it for three Lounge? years. Uh, no, it was. Um, they just closed. It was yeah. like Tango. It was like Tango on a Monday or something, and I was just opening. No, hold on. I think I was opening for Nico at Down, and it was before this feels Down like a palm was reading, and he's like trying to. It, was, <laughs> it was when Down was doing m- almost all hip hop, and so mm-hmm. I was not prepared, and I was playing all this corny stuff. And they, that's not what they were going for at all. Um, and so it was, just, but it was an opening set and there was, the people that were there were enjoying it because it was all Howl at the Moon people. So I feel like it was fine, but that's not, that wasn't the vibe there. So all the staff was looking at me like, hey man, what are you doing? This is, <laughs> at the time it was like pure hip hop. Uh, and then after that, it was like a lot of Johnny Walker lounges on a Sunday when it was industry. And I'm like, oh, and that's when, to, uh, to my detriment, I, this is my biggest weakness, but I don't care. I just I'm I'm leaning into it. I discovered Jersey Club. It's my absolute favorite genre it, of yeah, all time. It. It's just poorly produced. I cannot I really wish it was better produced. I cannot help I myself. I think people are getting much better at it. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I think a lot of people, more people, it's going to get more popular because techno is really popular right now, and their BPM range is somewhat similar. So I feel like when people are mixing it, hearing it, whatever it might yeah. be, it might it might go to I, that. I play I really a Boys a Liar it. version. That's Jersey Club, but it's it's actually really well well done. I found I think I found it on uh, Club Killers. And I the think. original Boys a Liar isn't too far away from. Like no. 
Well, it's just basically sucks. adding a stronger yeah. 808 and mm-hmm. like a Baltimore. So that's what basically Baltimore Club is. It's a stronger base hits. But stuff it's a like that. problem. It's because I'll no matter what the gig is, I'll be like, I know this won't work, but I can't help but try yeah, it at least. Yeah. yeah. And if it, it works, dude. then I'm cool. But like, I uh, play it everywhere. Ha- so I don't you care where a, you're going to hear. Have you had a Philly oh shit moment? But yeah. you're playing besides yeah, when like you tried night. doing the Stevie B. Thing. Yeah, the fucking yeah, High School Musical. Yeah, so that was your oh shit moment. No, I mean that. Well. Because like everybody has that moment when they're like, fuck, I shouldn't have played that. No, for me, it's like entire nights of just bombing, of just like, it was mostly um, Nico was booking me at Johnny Walker Lounge, and I would have to, luckily, I would have somebody else there to like take over if I couldn't. I could keep that room going for like, man, when I first started, like half an hour, and then I eventually built up to about two hours of feeling comfortable. Yeah. Um, And then I remember I felt really good because Nico came out. So he... He would do it, but he was op- he was doing Vesper, and then he would show up at Johnny Walker Lounge after. And so I would open for him, and one night he let me do most of the night and like play like half an hour because he had to. And that was when I felt like, oh, okay, he let me like if he's letting me play, it means I'm not fucking it up. So good. that was that was cool. And then I did Tango one night for Industry Night, and everybody had a good time, and I was like, oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, you had that yeah, you, you saw you finally felt at peace like you're good so many times dude i was at lie lounge before it closed down and i knew that i was gonna fuck it up because i my, I, I bombed in that room too my hip-hop so. crate just got deleted like all my crates got deleted um my laptop like dropped when i had my thing it something weird happened where my crates just weren't there that's just a weird room in so general, i didn't man. have my hip-hop crate you're gonna beat me up i loved playing there yeah i had one table it, of four people it had yeah. been you showed fun. up yeah i was there yeah. <laughs> it has before i had 40 people come out one night and mm-hmm. then i could play whatever i want because all my people were in there and i could just play yeah, what i, I wanted saying. yeah yeah but this one night i was there and um i had houdini come and i was like hey man i'm just gonna open for you i ended up playing like maybe like four songs and then i was like all right cool you good to take over <laughs> it was i was just doing such a terrible job and my hip-hop crate was gone so i was playing all this you corny shit played? Dude, I remember I was playing um, Dance Ass because I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I know that this is not a good song for, like, I'm sorry that I have to burn you on this. But I played Dance Ass and then I did, looped um, I looped the Wakiki into uh, Teach Me How to Dougie. And he looked at me and he's like, probably don't play that here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, why don't you take over, man? And he's like, okay, I got you. And so I gave him my whole check because I was like, I, I'm never going to be able to, I would have never made it through the night. So I just didn't. Yeah, so that's myself. a weird room, man. I, I, I played... I played a lot of like older hip hop there, which I got I got through the night. I only had seven people when I was in there. I think I the move if I had to do that room over, I would probably go mostly R and B for the whole beginning of the night. Yeah, probably, oh, yeah, because yeah. like yeah, that's how I started. It. I yeah. started that, and then I went into like a reggaeton set, and then I had like all hip hop because there was yeah. a lot of Spanish women there when I was there. Yeah, and then, you know that's kind of like my bag. But I've had a lot of oh shit moments. Oh, oh my God. They gave me a chance to do upstairs at Woody's. So normally I do Glow Bar, which is like the top 40 room. They gave me a chance to do upstairs at Woody's. I was not prepared. I didn't have the library for it. That's the main room, right? The main room. They were like, here, we're going to give you a shot on a Thursday. I went up there and I had no confidence. I was switching the songs way too fast. Like not, they should have definitely played out way longer. Um, And I was just like, there's so many different styles of house music, and I didn't uh, pick a lane and stay in it long enough. So I was being really schizophrenic with like what the. That's type something of that comes with music. time, though. Yeah. Like, oh my God. There's, so there's rooms we all play that we just need to learn how to program that room, right? So, like, there's a lot of rooms that we all, me and him both play. We know how that flow of that room works. So, and like, it's changed you, over time, too. That's yeah. not like something that stayed. I feel like it's, you know, it percents back out. Yeah. Where it's like mainly two genres. Right. So, like, you, if you're not, if, if, especially when you get like a little excited 
Like it's like, oh shit, I want to fly through records, fly through records, but yeah. you're only hurting yourself. Like, because that happens, especially like with these five hour gigs that we have to do now, which I hate more than anything. On yeah, if you're a bar and you're listening, five hours is dumb. Five hours is <laughs> yeah. stupid. Stop making ten us play two, from please. nine for like the seven people from that are there. See you guys know, from energy. nine to ten thirty, I'm playing a mix, so I'm not even DJing. I'm standing there, but I'm not DJing at all. <laughs> and also, the new rate is a minimum hundred an hour. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We just said it. Wow, I love that, dickheads. So okay, now I was, uh, something else I want to talk about because uh, we we we're actually over an hour. It doesn't even feel like we've been here an hour. But Nuggets Bingo, where did this idea come from? Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know, if it's going to work. I said, that's what I said to myself. Yeah. And now you're blowing up. I stole it. Um, I stole it. So it's a UK. It. It's a UK idea. I Americanized it. It's nothing like the concept that they do out there. Okay. Uh, just for the record, uh, if anybody's trying to sue me. So they do a thing <laughs> in the UK, and it's similar. But what they do is, and eventually I want to build to something like this, but um, obviously make it way more American. They do like a house EDM bingo. They it gets crazy. Uh, eventually I want to have a big venue where I can do like an EDM bingo to where by the end, everybody's just going nuts. But for now we're doing it at local bars. It's way more of a drinking game bingo. So I DJ for about half an hour. Then we play the first round of bingo. Uh, for the first round of bingo, you have to take a drink before you can fill out any number that I call. So people are drinking a lot that first round. That round ends. And then what I do is I go, all right, now if you didn't, if you haven't been drinking every round, it's time. Everybody's got to finish their drink before we start the second round. So everybody's got to like pound their drink or else we're not starting the second round. And that helps the bars out. And he goes around and looks too. He was doing that at Cuddy's. There was yeah. a bunch of us there. There's like 20 people. And people peer pressure each other. Like especially yeah. once would, the college kids come back, like they they make each other drink. It's really good. Uh, and then and then uh, Tonka and those, they, they make each other drink. Like I don't yeah. need to encourage them at all. Yeah. So... <laughs> So it promotes drinking a lot, which is good for the bar. Uh, and then we go into, the, and I'm DJing in between. I'll do like a 10 to 15 minute break in between each round where I'm DJing. So the idea is by the end, I don't want anybody to care about bingo at all. I want them to all just be partying. And I just want to just trying to trick everybody. In 100%. Yeah, it's that's just cool. a big trick. That's whatever. Round two starts. It's pretty normal. So um, at the end of round one, what I do is I pick a winner. You got to bring your drink up to the DJ booth. Uh, I make everybody in the bar count down. Uh, and you get like 10 seconds to finish your drink. If you can't finish it, we keep playing. If you finish it, you're the winner of round one. Cool. The prize for round one is a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> on my bar tab. So round two happens, and the prize for round two is a round of shots on me. And then uh, at the end of round two, going into round three, I'll do this thing where I have a free drink and then a shot of well gin. You come up, I ask you a question. If you answer the question, you get the free drink. If you refuse to answer the question, you have to take the shot. And it's a question like, I think when you were there. You asked a guy what his, what his girlfriend's like bad habits were or something like that. Yeah, this guy was with his girlfriend. And I was like, what's the most annoying thing so she does? He did yeah. the shot, Jen. So he did the no, shot. <laughs> he did, did he answer? He, he answered. She cuts her, her fingernails in yeah, bed. It was great. She cuts her fingernails in the bed oh, and like, puts them like in her hand. Okay, that's disgusting. Mine would be the shower thing. But sometimes if it's like like uh, Monday at Top Tomato, we had this this woman that was there with all of her girlfriends. It was her birthday. So she's there at a table with five other women. And I go, rate all your friends from ugliest to prettiest or do the shot. She did the shot so fast. <laughs> she did not want to answer that. Like, oh, oh, ruined all their relationships. Could you imagine? So she did. So I'll do shit like that. Uh, and then we go into round three. Uh, round three, if there's enough people there, I'll give everybody thunder sticks like NBA games and I'll do table that makes the most noise round of shots on me. 
And so that kind of gets everybody. You did that at a brewery town when uh, when that's uh, right. when Jimmy was there. That's right. Yeah. So I'll do that if it's if it feels right. You know, I don't waste that on just any crowd. Have you thought about bringing in like a really? I don't want to say like a really great DJ to say it like that, but maybe encourage. <laughs> maybe what a dick. Encu- well, I'm saying what I was saying is, <laughs> what are you saying, this is great. Are you no, about I'm saying in he a does a really DJ? he does a really great job with all of the party atmosphere of everything. If you're trying to turn it into a party, if. maybe having someone that's like, hey, I'd play this or I do that. You know what I mean? Like, he's been incorporating Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy a lot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. What I will need at some point, I'll either need to practice and get better or need somebody who really knows how to make it turn into yeah. a party and have them come on right after. I so think what that's you what could, I'm saying. Is you like could so do, an empty, you you know, do it space. musically. How you're playing in between, how I said you have to build the night. Right. So if you build the night via the Nuggets bingo, right, you're starting out with maybe a little bit older, dancey stuff and getting more current as it goes, a little bit more harder, a little bit more party. That's 100% what I've been doing. Like, have you noticed that? No. So I start with Tech House between round one and round two, <laughs> and then round three, in between round two and three is like a little bit more hype stuff, like okay. the Rivas edits and shit like that. Got Rivas? It. Rivas? Yeah. yeah. Rivas. Whatever his name yeah. is. Um, his edits are great. They're especially for opening sets. Good. So I'll do that yeah. in between round two and round three. And then depending on the vibe, I'll keep either keep that going or I'll go into like originals that everybody knows. Got it. it just depends okay. on where we are. I still haven't figured that last that last after bingo's you gotta, over set. You got to go to listen to some people's like main sets, like their two hour sets. Yeah, you know I mean? 100%. The last two hours. That's what I need to do. And so that'll be kind of a game changer. And then once I have the budget, I will hire DJs to play after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if it's a, a, a big party where a bunch of people are there. Once the colleges are back, which yeah. I think they are now. Uh, and then after... Round three, yeah, like yeah, it's just a party. We just DJ for the rest of the Word. night. I hope you don't took that as a positive. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, <laughs> dude. I don't. I'm the least serious. Nah, cool. Like I just don't. I just have so much work to do, and especially every time I come out and hear one of you guys play, I'm like, well, don't say one of you guys. You've never heard me play, Nugget. I'm just assuming that you're good because you get paid. Okay, by a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a question I like to ask people, especially in the professional field. Where do you see Sam in five years? Um, I want to do this bingo thing. I want to take it to a bunch of other cities. I'm working on bringing it to Tampa, and then once my the way it works is you kind of scan the there's a QR code in the middle of the bingo sheet that takes you to my website where you can subscribe to where every Monday I send out all the locations and dates for all the bingos that week. Eventually, I want to do big parties at nightclubs where we're doing bingo, and then it is somebody else DJing, and I do like a big party. And eventually, once I have the budget and the people that show up, I might have artists come like a James Hype to go and finish out the night, which would be crazy. Yeah, uh, I want to do that once a month in a bunch of different cities. So that's my five-year, that's my two-year plan, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So in five years, hopefully just doing that. Just doing that? Are you still doing this, radio? Yeah, still doing this because this is so... I've just been doing this for so long, it's very easy for me to come. And it also goes hand in hand with what I'm doing. Like, I let the radio station, if they want to sell a sponsor for my bingo and get paid off of it, cool. As long as I get a cut. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Gotta pay daddy. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the deal. I think that's where I see my life going, just doing events. And I think that everybody's kind of noticed. Have you noticed yourself... That events are kind of where it's at right now. You yeah, can just set to be your honest, own like, prices. You're it's making more money. As I get older, I got to find my lane now because yeah, well, a lot of these younger guys coming in and bookings, like you said, when, especially in the fall, they're harder and harder to get. Yeah. Right, so it's like I'm starting to do my pop punk thing where it's kind of working now. Like yeah. I, I did one down the shore; they loved it. I did it well. Um, 
And then I, I do one at Stateside once a month. And so I'm trying to get like one more or two venues on. So I'm doing it once or twice a month in different venues, right? That makes sense. And spread out far enough to where you could do it. Right. You know. I'm, yeah, I, that's so great. I'm, I'm in talks with Five Day of doing one down in Tampa. Gotta. So like I'm going down there and it's just a DJ. It's a DJ, DJ. And then eventually, hopefully, bring that emo night down there. I don't call it emo night, I call it pop punk night. That's so good. We'll Are you going to start? It. Does it have its own Instagram page? No, it doesn't. Do it. Yeah. Well, here's the move for you. I'm going to give this out for free. I've been doing this and it's been getting me a lot more followers. At about, depending on the venue, once it's like, once you're about to turn up, once you're done playing your opening set toward the end of that, or maybe like 15 minutes before you start really ramping up. So like at JJ's, maybe at like 10, 30, 10, 45, I'll get on the mic and I'll go, hey, we're doing a song request contest. I'm going to buy a drink. My QR code is on my laptop. Scan it. DM me your song request. The best one is going to get played and I'm going to buy you a drink. And it's it costs you nothing and you get I already all have these followers. That. I already have the barcode. So what, the barcode, you, you scan it. It comes up with all my info. Maybe Perfect. I'll put an Instagram link to that Instagram and say the first, I'm going to pick a, you know, the first 10 people that follow me on this thing, get a free shot or something Dude, like that. That's the move. And then that way you're building your, then you don't have to work as hard to get people to each one of these. Right. I just feel like it's, it, it'll be taken away from my brand though. Cause I branded it, right? It has yeah. pop punk's not dead. That's what the party's called. And yeah. then it says Tonka on it. So like people know that I'm doing it. Yeah. So I, I didn't feel like the Instagram page was necessary. I was just going to use my page. Yes, but if you're going to do that event specifically, there's going to be a lot of people that'll follow for a second and then unfollow once the what once the people you want people to be centralized into this is what I want from Tonka, like this is the event I want, and you want to be able to keep track of who those people are. Yeah. Gotcha. So like it like for example, Smooth has the Smooth Event Group Instagram, the Smooth T Instagram, like he's got all these people that are interested in different things, and if you notice, if you go look at the people that are following some of these they're not necessarily all overlapping. There's some people who aren't going to give a shit about any of his other gigs that do care about the smooth T gigs, or especially if you're going to do a certain type of music. Like the people that want pop punk might not want to hear you doing anything else. They might not want house music or anything like right. that. Right. Uh, but that being said, you could definitely just do it with your Instagram. Yeah. It wouldn't be that big of a Maybe you got difference. you're on to something there, buddy. But maybe it's just something I have to merch, think about. I have merch coming out for it. Dude, if you got merch, you need your own Instagram. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. yeah. I I I designed the logo. The logo's done. Um and now it's just getting the money together for the merch, to be honest with you. Cause that's like where it's I, expensive. My ton, I did it yeah. for poor, it was my, expensive. My Tonka merch sold out, which was great. Like yeah. that I got I got my money back plus some, which was awesome. But that's a great lane for you to be in. Yeah, it's successful and people are into it, and it's just about people knowing that it's going on. Yeah, yeah. and then you you're packing it. So with 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 your radio and I guess like through radio, did you do they give you classes on like social media branding marketing? Um, Is that something you learned just over time, just being going? No, the in Dubai, motions? I was friends with a ton of influencers, and that radio station had money, so they paid people from TikTok to come in and teach us like about the algorithms of TikTok, and they also gave us some knowledge about Instagram and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. So with TikTok, and I think this is still true today, if you just post every day, even if it sucks, you will get to ten thousand followers. If yeah. You post every day. If you're just like, hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning. You will get there. Uh, it it won't fit, as long as you don't miss any days. So just do it for like thirty I was days. Doing it for, I was doing up. that for a while when Instagram was paying me to do reels. Yep. I was posting once a day. I was getting on everybody's nerves, but it but worked. It worked. I got paid. Yeah, I mean it was working. But I, I was supposed to be doing them on TikTok, but because I had the Instagram little 
little watermark the on there, yeah. they demonetize it and throw it to the bottom. Oh, save your video before you post it. Yeah, yeah. I was an idiot. Um, I, was well, I think we all did that, though. I think we all like had the watermark going for a long yeah. time, whether it was on Instagram it's just easier. or TikTok. It's easier to do it in one thing and then just push it out. Do you find, do you are you following that kind of stuff, like your algorithms and stuff like that before you post stuff, Kurt? <sighs> I mean, I would like to know what's going on, but if, I don't want to overthink what it is that I'm posting either. I think a lot of what stopped me or stops me is from make it when it once it becomes too complicated. It has to be simple enough for me to be able to get through it. Yeah. And obviously you do need to know like what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing with the channels. It's the same thing with the reels. It's yeah. the same like I would like to post to some frequency, but if you're forcing me to do something that feels I wouldn't say uncool, but like you where you know everyone's gonna be like, dude, you're posting every single day. Yeah. You know, save I it was- up. I feel like I I kind of, I I think I'm out on that. I would rather invest into doing something a little bit. Because you were doing those gig vlogs for a while. Well, actually, that's iOS 17 fault. So it it doesn't, anytime I try to re-edit the things, even though I should probably do it through CapCut or something of that nature, because I was just able to quickly do them, was the reason that I was putting everything together. But there's only also so many places that we play that I'm not I'm not going to be like, all right, yeah, 15th redone. time I'm at. Yeah, so it, really it was just something to go to start. Like one or two of them did really well, but I didn't want to be that guy. I just thought it would I'm be I'm actually really cool. shocked because you, you were doing reels for such a long time that I, like I posted one when I was at the Phillies game mm-hmm. and I had like 64,000 views, mm-hmm. right? Instagram hit me up. Hey, we want to put you into this bonus reels play. Yep get you paid basically yeah. for per view. So that's why I was doing them. So yeah. like what met, what is astonishing to me is he never got that. And he, he is real. Like, a certain like, amount of followers and you have to have a certain amount of views and consistency in posting your reels. So like I well, got, what he on. was doing that. That's yeah, what but I don't it wasn't now your, yours wasn't consistent enough. You weren't mm, posting that much, and your followers are under ten thousand, right? I'm yeah. not on ten thousand, and I was. How many do you it. got? Four, Forty-five at that time it was on. I was just at four grand. It must be then because your reel did so well, and yeah. it must have been like. There's how? What was your? Do you know your stats for that? that just yeah, that I'm, one? Not, I'm just saying off the top of here. You don't have uh, to give me just that one and. Less than two, three days has sixty four thousand, and because they could tell yeah. that you were. I had a hundred thousand, so you're right. Yeah. But it's over. It, the one that I'm thinking about had over one hundred thousand, but I think I know why I got uh, jammed up. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> and the uh, Phillies thing, like <laughs> if they can tell that you're affiliated with the Phillies and DJing for them, like that's probably something that they might yeah. look at. There's a bunch. That's of different how Game reasons. Day found me. Was yeah. the Phillies reels? But. See, so there you go. Like it just they're very. They never. They're not transparent about how they're choosing to do things for certain people and You're not right. others. It I sucks. was talking to a DJ group that books people, and they were saying that, especially with Instagram, there are a lot of things that they will eliminate for you, you for without telling you that yes. you're being eliminated. So it's it's not just random chance. Like people can follow and be like, okay, now I can be approved. You almost have to have naturally a certain aesthetic to your profile or no strikes against it or something of that nature uh, for it to be essentially approved. That's why I told them, I was like, make sure you're watching mm-hmm. because I didn't realize it at first. It said Instagram once it has a special thing for you and it came down at the top just looking at an ad. So I just mm-hmm. pushed it away the first time yeah. and then it came back. And I was like, well, all right, what the f- is this? You know, I just, why did I just bleep myself? Yeah, you just censored yourself. Good, whatever. Work. You're good. Wow. It's because like, it's you're it's in like, a radio station. It's like because yeah. I'm right behind the desk and I thought I was doing that. Um, so I clicked on it and I was like, wait a second, this can't be real, right? So I just started doing a couple and the first month I made like a hundred bucks. I yeah. was like, wow, there's actually money in this. Yep. So they offered to me again and I was like, all right, I'm going to take this for real. I did it for six months. 
Mm-hmm. Did it, I did it for six months. I think straight. over over they over time, I made like s- they could do that. Well, yeah, yeah they can. So for Instagram, yeah. If you don't, if you stop, stop participating in the program, they'll just take it away from you. Okay. So I made I was, just through doing reels, I made like six hundred bucks. Yeah. But and it was for like nothing. I had once of my cats. Yep. And my one cat with my one cat vinyl, it went. I think I had twenty six thousand views. I think that's the problem though too is if you're not like sticking on brand with what it is that you're doing that right. that affects you in a negative sense that I got well, so you know frustrated I mean? with all the social media stuff and oh, that's why dude. I'm going straight to email subscribers because you'll never lose emails. Right. I mean, people always have their email. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 Instagram and the TikTok with their algorithm it's so fickle. Look at how fl- flyers are the worst way to promote anything now. It is mm-hmm. such a bad way to promote anything except what I do love is the thing that you guys do where you have something pinned to your profile that gives you all the dates for the month. The count. That way when people want to see where you're at, they yeah. can see it and they're like, cool, I'm going to go there. Which yeah. is, I do that when I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out tonight. Let's see where everybody is. I'll go to everybody's profile and I'll go, cool, this is where we're going. Yeah. yeah. I love I that. I stopped posting my could, schedule, actually. Dude, if you could, I love that. Please do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That way I could see that way I could come see you play somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I was great. just going to say, if you're going to promote a place, like say that you're, someone's listening and says that like, hey, I don't know what else to post but flyers. That's how it's always been or something like that what would you do with your background um i got a random gig at the leda's courthouse like the the courtyard yeah. and i just did a reel where my buddy was at the gym and i was <laughs> yeah. letting the weight crush oh, him so and i was just like hey i'm gonna be at leda's okay. tonight. and, and he's like and he's like he's like struggling to yeah, pick yeah. something up he's like hey i need yeah. a spot he's like i'm promoting that was my real. gig he was actually gonna die it's just yeah. me making like <laughs> it looks chicken so nuggets. organic too. Yeah. it looks really funny so like that's what i'll do if i need to promote something you do a flyer um so that people know like the information that they need to know, mm-hmm. but it's not a great way to promote necessarily. Like I don't know how many people. Number one, you can see the interaction on them. It's garbage. You get more interaction when you. I get more story views for it than I do the actual post, right? Yeah. So you get the story views. People know where you're at, but honestly, it doesn't work when it, the only thing that I've seen actually work when you're trying to do something like that is hitting up people individually. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's the only thing I've I seen think actually work. The the reason I don't want to say the reason why you got to post better. flyers so that people know where you Correct. are, and if they're yeah. and you got to put something out there. You do, but people act like that's the content, and people act no, like that's what's going to bring people out, and it's yeah. not right. I think consistently posting through your story, just telling people like, "Hey, this is going to happen. Hey, this is going to happen." Sometimes hey, I'll just post happen. in plain text over yeah. a black screen on my mm-hmm. story instead of a flyer. Hey. This Friday, JJ Bootleggers, Nuggets. What bingo. I've been doing recently is I'll make a weekly rundown, even if it's one or two gigs, and then I'll put the rundown, and then the next two story posts will be where I'm at Friday, where I'm at Saturday. Like that's what I have to do this week. Boom, yeah. and it's easy. And then, Boom. and and then what I'll do, I'll do that like probably tonight, and then I'll do it again Friday night, and then I'll do it again Saturday, but like cross out the thing and then put the next day the flyer um what i did this week for nuggets bingo was i made a different flyer for each day of the week and i put them all in one slideshow and that got me a little bit more interaction than normal which was good but the again no one using trendy audio for it um yeah uh no one is coming out from these flyers yeah you're right it's all people that i'm either hitting up personally or what's now people from the email blast oh really that's what's bringing people out and that's why i'm pushing it (laughs) so hard old school guys that's if old school yeah. is the new everything else is oversaturated more people come out for me carnival barking outside of JJ's going carnival hey barking. we're playing bingo and I'm buying the drinks if you win that is getting way more people out I think what he's on to and I don't whether or not you're noticing it I think personal interaction means a lot more to most people when they want yeah. to get involved because a lot of the times where I tell 
like people about coming out for that Wednesday or Thursday that we do everything. It's just like texting, like you said, it's not the forefront of the conversation. It ends up being something that's almost said like subconsciously. Right. Because I can always tell yeah. Kurt will hit me up. Hey, man, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'll come to poor Kurt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, got, I don't get those. I don't get those texts, Kurt. No. My, I, I think like I would prefer to see you out in public and be like, dude, I wanted to talk right. to you. What's going on with your this thing that you're talking about or whatever it might yeah. be? Before it's like the last thing I'll say before you leave. Like, dude, I would love, to, or you know, whoever it is, exactly. I'd love to see you again. If you have nothing going on next week, please, it would mean the world to me just for you to stop by. Out. When you when you make it much more personable with people versus just yeah. random text or whatever, you can't I think do that more if you're anybody. Like, I can't say that to somebody because people will be like, "Go fuck yourself." But <laughs> with him, I you think, actually believe it because he means it. Yeah. yeah. When he yeah. says it would mean the world to me, it actually will mean the world to him. But yeah. like me and Tog, if we're going out saying it would mean the world to us, nobody, everybody's like. Get out of here, I guys. Think but you know well, what's funny, though? Honest I it. actually get good response because, like, when I, the first pop punk party I did, I was so nervous. I was like, it's a four hour, it's a four hour party, right? And I'm like, that's a lot of pop punk, right? Yeah. That's a lot. So I'm playing like multiple genres of it because there's, oh, I shouldn't say genres. There's just different personalities of it, right? Yeah. So I'm like, four hours is way too long. So I've cut it back. It's only a two and a half hour party now. Good. But every time someone came out to that first one, I had a Spotify list playing for like the first hour where I was controlling it through my phone so I can say hi to everyone that walked in the door. Yeah. Say hi, thank you for coming. It means a lot to me. And then everybody that stayed to the end, I'm like, hey guys, like thank you so much. We're going to go to the garage. I'm going to buy a round for everybody that came and stuck around. Nice. Why don't you come hang out? You know what I mean? Because garage is like right near there. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, or something like that. I'm thanking everybody that I see that comes in the door. And the same thing happened when I did it in Seattle. Everybody, when I did my set, I came down off the stage. Yeah. And people that I even know came up to me like, oh my God, I just saw this on the billboard today. I wish I knew it about it longer. I would have got more of my house to come. This was so awesome. Like, I, and like, I don't even know them. Like I just gained followers from it and people are just like, dude, this is so cool. And like, it, it was just a cool experience and that personal, yeah, you're showing that personal attention like Kurt does. It means, it, it means a lot to people yeah. to be honest. And I, I have people that bought my merch that came out and wore all the shirt Tonka shirts too, which was fucking awesome. It made me feel so cool. To accredit you. And I think this goes for almost anybody. When you're throwing something like that, you are a host. You're yeah. almost attending or, or two, like whoever you're inviting in. You need to treat them and make them feel like right. they're really worth. Like all of that is going to be like you know when we're done or Nugget has me a bang or blah blah blah. People are going to ask me how it is, and I'm like, uh, like I really liked it, but he's really great at this. He's really great at that. I think we can add to it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like if if you can make people feel welcome to your event, I think, and when people want to add to it, that's where the real value, in my right. opinion. And I comes. think the personal touch is what a lot of places yeah. are lacking now yeah, too. Absolutely, like, I that's totally why you came out. That. You were doing it on a shitty night at JJ's. I think it was like it was a terrible night. But normally, me going out front and telling people like I'll just get people that are coming around around the thing. We've we've had even in the summer, almost a hundred people in there for bingo. Oh that's wow, great, at JJ's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jacked, big shout out to Jacked. They do an awesome job because there's two of them. It's a DJ duo. Yeah. They will take different sides of Market Street and they will go up to people for half an hour straight and just get people in there. They get way more people in there good than for me. Them. I need to start paying people like really good looking women. If you're a really good looking woman, I mean, I need to give you my money. Um, <laughs> this is not, not, no, not for that to like go out. This and, is like, not, a, this is not a host service. Yeah. <laughs> no escort service. But here. I need to do that yeah. um, and like have them on different corners and stuff. Have on different corners. <laughs> You're giving yourself a hole you know, here, pal. Getting people to come in. So that is uh -huh. that the the old school ways. I bet 
if you flyered people's cars, I bet that would work. My barber than used to do Instagram. that when he moved into a new location. He used to have his little brother go out and flyer cars and flyer people's doors, dude. And he build him where he is today. I think I think because all the new ways of marketing are so overdone, I think the old ways are the, are the way to go. I, I saw someone handing out Chinese takeout menus going down Umbria the other day, dude. And that's why they're so flourishing in this in this neighborhood. Um, if you are going to do the social media thing and concentrate on that, the best thing you can do, and this is what I did for my YouTube channel for our podcast, is I hired somebody from college, paid them fifty dollars a week, and had them consistently posting content. Um, changing the title on it, like just reusing it. I had a, I paid a consultant a one-time fee to work with the college kid that was the editor and poster of all this stuff. And the consult, I didn't even have to do anything. The consultant would tell them how to post and when to post. They did it all. And then I'm just, I just give them 50 bucks a week. And then I'm just like sitting back and letting them do all that. That's the incredibly important because now with the merch, I went drop shipping where I didn't have to, remember what you were telling me, what you were doing your merch. Yeah. I don't want to have to refocus my attention from, taking away from that's what I want what to do demotivates you to keep Correct. doing it right and that's what I told you well I don't want to on podcast but like with no, the video say, stuff yeah. it's just easier to be able to if, like we had said with the phone if you can simplify it and you're getting some sort of return on it I feel like that's what motivates you right. to want to do it you're probably not seeing that and you put a lot of effort yeah. into doing it our YouTube it. went from 300 subscribers to 1,000 in that's great. three months because yeah. I just like had this and subscribers are so much yeah. more fickle than like Instagram followers mm -hmm. are you still doing the podcast? yeah I'm taking I, um, I'm taking summers off because number one it's too busy uh, number two, nobody gives a shit about anything in the summer, it seems like, mm -hmm. except for going down the shore. So it was just a lot. And that's what I think I kind of dropped the ball is uh, I mentioned on the podcast uh, before episode 20 that I was going to take it down the shore and call the On the Bay edition. And I was going to record people down the shore. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I but think it gets it's too busy. It is, man. It gets too busy, and like, dude. Mondays, I don't want to do a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't do anything. But if like this Sunday, this Monday, I'm usually down the shore, but I wasn't. I was in Philly and I still did absolutely nothing. When did you nothing. start this? The podcast, yeah, twenty six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so it hasn't been long enough. So for me, I had been doing it long enough to where I felt comfortable calling it a season. So now we're doing seasons, and it'll start back up in the fall, right? And have the opener be like, well, really that was the thing. I was going to shut it off episode, I think, like twenty one or twenty two, and then and then it'll be a new season next year. Do you think you'll do that? I think so, because like yeah. I think um, my plan is for next summer is to um, eventually be able to practically live down there. Nice. And be able to do that. You know, I'm down there more. Right now, I'm down there Sunday. If I'm not working, I'm down there Sunday, Monday, come home Monday night or Tuesday morning, where I usually record on Wednesdays, right? So it's like, yeah, today's Wednesday. <laughs> so, uh, so like if I'm working down there, though, I'm there, I'm there Saturday, Sunday. Are we still Sunday. recording, by the way? Yeah, I think okay. so. Just check. Is there like stuff going on in that yeah, computer? Yeah, yeah, okay, stuff good. going Just on. Just making sure. Yeah, we're <laughs> hour 30 in. It'd be bad uh, if we were, if we did everything. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It's, ha it's happened. I've had 40 yeah. minutes cut out of it, of episodes. I actually hit spacebar with my elbow. Yeah, we had to we had to go back and remember what we talked about. I think we ruined we ruined the end of. Uh, I had a, a famous graffiti artist on, and I I think we ruined the whole episode. He hates you. He he probably does. <laughs> he probably like hates me right now. He hasn't he hasn't talked to me since. Yeah, luckily if this one stops, I'm already on five other ones. Yeah, so, so people can, yeah, people can keep ridiculing you. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're still on listening to this hour thirty in, go to the Instagram page to picture of me Nugget and Kurt. If you want to hear Kurt back on another episode. <laughs> Put uh, put a Y in the comments if you want to not hear him on the episode anymore. Put an N in the comments. Um, I'll, 
now. <laughs> we did that last time and no one said anything, so I guess I, they wanted them back. Well, it's because you did it deep enough into the episode. Now, yeah, if you is do that it why? at the beginning, you're going to see I'm going to start doing it at the beginning yeah. of the episode. But uh, there's some, there is, this is, a good, I think, a good spot to wrap it up. But when we came in to iHeart, you said you wanted to save it for the podcast. Do you remember what it was? Um, because I I don't remember. And I remember you said something. I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think you make more money in the summer with all these shore gigs, or in the or during the fall winter? Fall. Oof. Yeah, the summer's too much traveling. So yeah, it's like so eating out, drinking, I, I bought like the all short that house stuff. And everything. Yeah. I think I kind of balanced out in the summer, but I think uh, I think the summer kind of that's balanced really out. frustrating to you. What's that? Isn't that isn't that really frustrating to you? Yeah, because last year I think I saved enough to buy the short that buy my room in the short house so i saved with djing like six seven grand this djing the summer because i was doing so much my savings looks nothing like that yeah, now. Between right. gas, toll, just yeah, like I'm a, spending you know, so much money and more time. Money now. Like yeah. especially if you're working down the shore, it's and like Kurt, I won't do an afternoon party if Kurt, I know. Oh my god, dude! Like I had, I told him I was like, he had a gig at Doville, came back, did Wicked Wolf, had to go do Doville again the next day, and then exit six. I'm like, go to my house and I DJ and shower. Night too. Go to my house and shower. Yeah. It's on the way. A go lot of it's take just care like, of yourself. It's, it's primarily the reason why I don't get really messed up. But like most, like I'm pretty particular about when I have a drink. But I don't even think I think I might have had one drink with food over the weekend, and I was just like, man, I was by three o'clock in the morning Sunday. I was. Did you drive home Sunday? Uh, Aaron did. Razor came with me, so uh, I took like a twenty minute nap, and then yeah, he's up. a trooper, that guy. Yeah, I'm just interested yeah. to see where all these gigs fall. Like it's it's so interesting to me every time summer is over and seeing Philly. Like if you remember last fall, uh, once everybody came back from the shore. An entire different side of broad was the popular side of broad. Yeah, isn't that insane? Do you like? Are you awesome. guys just used to that? How yeah. much it shows? Well, yeah, that's, well, it's like we're used to that. You know, what we're I mean? used like to that when uh, Porta was over, which is now Wicked Wolf. Mm-hmm. That area was popping like in the fall, spring, and then in the summer, it kind of. And then like, it's like nose dives, and then it never comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's weird, man. That's got to be terrifying a weird if you're thing. a bar manager, if you're opening a bar. I, I think people know it well. I mean, at and least And there's a reason within, why you see cutback with a lot. Yeah. Right. Like, we all know right now, right? Well, you know, like you know what you're probably doing for the next couple of months, though, maybe? Well, for me, now I'm doing all my own. Ch- like, I'm not really booking myself to okay. DJ any, like, regular gigs. Uh, ignore me. Yeah, all right, cool. Ignore so yeah, it's like way different till, for me this year. I'm booked till October right yeah. now. I haven't. So I I got a couple October bookings, but nothing like crazy yet. I'm Monday through right. Friday now, and I'm probably going to keep my Saturdays and Sundays open. That makes sense. I'm not going to book myself. I'm going to be honest, out to man. Like do something cool. If, if I had, if I I kind of had my thing going and like, like a niche thing, I would take like a Saturday off every now and yeah, then. Yeah, and can't, you would just focus on that. To. Why do if let's say pop punk was just it and you could pack it out? It's coming back you did around, it. so hopefully it does. Yeah, like why do any other gigs? Why not just fully invest into your into your shit money I have too, I have too many bills <laughs> yeah, well, no no that, that's ideally, make my house and my car payment alone is two grand ideally <laughs> pop punk should make you more than any other gig that you can get yeah it's but it's so concept. niche bro like it's very niche like I want to do it at Wicked Wolf yeah and it's not I don't think it's the right venue for it to be honest like cause like when I think of that music I think of like a dingy maybe like hipster kind of place so that's why stateside vodka's bar yeah. works perfectly it's not wrong because atmosphere does mean a lot right to it like holds what it 75 is people which okay. is great yeah and they pay me my rate and it's only two and a half hours they but pay me my full rate that's the thing you should for this thing at some point get a cut of the bar plus a flat fee because it's your <laughs> shit yeah well no so this is where the tonka tees come in 
that started me Tonka teas is that where like you like make fun of people no Tonka teas I actually make my own drink at stateside oh oh Tonka teas yeah teas yeah, I, yeah. no I was thinking Tonka like oh oh, no. oh you've just been a <laughs> big old tees. Tonka teas I knew no, what he no, meant no. and I just started laughing because I was waiting for you to catch on to oh it. no I caught it no oh. I, so kind of like how smooth is his own drink that stateside I'm sorry like I, I hate them for this they won't bottle mine but so when I do my event to stateside they make they make the drink for people to buy and it's Black Cherry Surfside. So it's Sick. Black Cherry Iced Tea. You got a double like double sponsorship in one. You got two drinks to be one drink. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, yeah, that's great. It's, so when they when I first one I did, they sold 74 of them. Dude. Right. And like, so my thing was my next party there, I want to get a cut of that. Yeah. You have like, to. Imagine if it was only a dollar a per. Yeah. You know, but, but they it's an insane special. Like it's for two of those cans is normally what like 18 bucks yeah so they'll make they'll sell it for nine which okay. is you're getting two drinks for the price of one and they get you fucked up it's really good and i think they, the one i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut they you. get you like so fucked up because it's two five percent yeah cans anytime you're doing two of one the, thing. yeah dude yeah. oh yeah. my god that's great i love that yeah that like was, a four loco <laughs> that was the one thing to get that i felt like what i needed to do at poor and most people don't even know this you get i think 10 or 11 cans of sea isle for 40 bucks Oh, That's, wow. which is an insane deal. So I think like we're missing out kind of probably on that. But I mean, think of the um, shenanigans party that I used to do. Everything was a dollar. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether or not you're a good DJ. Your people are just going to be like, we're going to get up. And then adding entertainment to that only value, uh, like right. really makes everything really great. So if I had a suggestion, if you wanted to build bingo or whatever you know whatever sponsor you can get to be well, like i've got hey, a vodka seltzer that's sponsoring it oh cool yeah, yeah. 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 like a, hey a two dollar drinks it. people are gonna be like oh, i don't even care what's going on they I'm aren't like, yeah. doing that you get what i'm but saying what yeah, i'm yeah. doing is uh they're providing the prizes so like the first drink that you get for free it's these guys and i yeah. give out their thing and they pay me they are paying me monthly to do it so they pay me per location that i have them at and so that is like that's, that's what good. i see I know you guys you doing i see you doing it with pop yeah. punk and i see you doing it with poor like something that's so ingrained where you're really helping their product out and so they're giving you a cut. Like there's no reason that, yeah. especially once you start to really get a following of people, like I they're def- just coming out because right. it's your shit. Yeah. There's no reason why I just why don't want to do making- my party weekly. Like I kind of want to do a curse well, to do it once a month. it is from other locations that you're right. doing it. If it was in a different state, I could do it weekly. What if yeah. it was just one night in the Northeast and one night in Maniunk and one night in South mm, Philly? I don't know, man. That's risky. Why? Uh, that's risky. You think that the people in South Philly are really going to come to the one in the Northeast? No, God no. So you're fine. All right, do I'll it, think man. about do it. Do video. Do what I'm saying and do video. So Nugget wants podcast. me to do video. I'm going to start doing video very soon. I promise. Yeah. Um, I think I'll start with that my first live episode. I think because that first Same. live episode is going to be start of season two in September. Great. So um, I can show you. There's an app on your phone that turns it into a webcam. Where you can live stream. Just yeah, I know that one. Yep, yep. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. So this is a good spot to wrap it up. Hell yeah. Thank you, Kurt, for making the trek. I know you had a lot of stuff to do today. I Straight. appreciate you. Nougat, Nugget, aka Sam. Thank you for uh, AKA Sam. Yeah, yeah. Some people call also known as Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call, who, who calls you Sam? My though? mom. Yeah, probably. Uh, when she gets parents. annoyed with me, she'll be like, "Oh, sorry, you don't have enough time for your mother, Nugget." <laughs> yeah, that's right. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dad. I don't think my, my dad has ever called me Tonka. To be honest, yeah. Yep. But uh, it's a good spot to wrap it up. I appreciate you guys having had a little little I need water. I can edit that and make it sound legit. No, I can it's edit fine. That I, it's, I don't so edit good. this at all. I only edit out. 
little reverb parts. on it. Little reverb. <laughs> no, I don't need that. Did it turn it into like a remix of Heartless? <laughs> oh, God. Make sure you follow my buddy Kurt on Instagram at courtesy of the link will be in the description. Um, Nugget, do you have a website do you want me to put in the description for Nuggets Bingo? Um, yeah, you could go to NuggetsBingo.com. NuggetsBingo.com. Link yeah. will be in the description. Make sure you check them out if you're in the Philadelphia area. Make sure you follow me. Is it Nugget on Air? Or Nugget DJ? on Air, and then the Get Your Life Together podcast starts back up soon. Yeah, I'll put the link for all his stuff oh, in yeah. the description. Uh, link for my stuff, I'll, as always, will be in the description as well, at Tonka with Tonka on Instagram and at DJ Tonka underscore. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 26 here at on location at iHeartMedia. Thank you, Nugget, for letting me into your house. This has been a great episode. See you guys next week. Peace. See you guys next week. Oh, yeah, I should have said who <laughs> next week was. <laughs> was but... Not it's just baseball?